previously on Elite Week. Ray, when someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. Who's scruffy looking? No, you fool. We're following orders. We were told to comb the desert, so we're combing it. going to the yard and they're like it's better than yours damn right it's better than yours i can take you and it's free of charge the gnosis brings are going to the yard they're like it's better than yours damn right it's better than yours i can take you and it's free of charge. i know you want it the thing that makes me what are going to go crazy for they lose their minds the way I wind, I think it's time. La 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 la. Warm it up. La 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 la. Starcoids are waiting. La 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 la. Warm it up. La 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 la. The goids are waiting. My megaship brings the goids to the yard, and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I can take you, and it's free of charge. The gnosis brings the goids to the yard. They're like, it's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I can take you, and it's free of I charge. I see you're on it. You want me to teach thee techniques that freak our goids. It can't be bored. Just know, please get caught. Watch if you're smart. La 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 la. Warm it up. La 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 la. The guys are waiting. La 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 la. Warm it up. La 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 la. Away. My nigga shit brings our boy to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I can take you and it's free of charge. The gnosis brings the goy to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I can take you and it's free of charge. Oh, once you get involved, everyone will look this way, so you must maintain your charm. Same time, maintain your halo. Just get the perfect blend. That's what you have with him. Then next his eye will squint. Then he's picked up your sense. La 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 la. Warm it up. La 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 la. The guys are waiting. La 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 la. Warm it up. La 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 la. The guys are waiting. Make a ship brings our guy to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I can take you and it's free of charge. My mega ship brings our guy to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I can take you and it's free of charge.
Hello and welcome to Elite Week, episode 40, Friday, September 25th, 2020, Galactic Water Cooler. How are you? Today we have myself, Kai Zen. Just gonna do that. We've got Commander Roy Cookson, he of Roy Stories. Roy, give him that silky smooth hello. Good evening, everyone. God damn. We've got Commander Arson Cross on the tech. I am keeping him jumping today. I I'll tell you, he's uh woo, man. All right, Arson, say hi to the people. How high? <laughs> <laughs> we also have Commander Tweet74 of OPEX. Say hello, Tweet. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday night. I hope you are ready for an interesting show tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. And last but certainly not least, we have the lovely, the talented, the uh, singing and scientific protege, Commander LCU, no fool like one of Canon Interstellar. LCU, say hi to the beautiful people. I'm, I'm really sorry, but um, LCU's had to go and have his Horlicks, so he's uh, he's asked me to stand in for him. I'm Powell Oblivion, his, his assistant. Oh, Paolo, yes, yes, I absolutely am a big fan of your work. I like how you point out to LCU right as he's getting some random patsy to sit in the seat as you guys are about to crash into a station that, uh, you know, this all could have been avoided. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. All right. So let's start with the intro and get the stuff out of the way. Right off the bat, we've got uh, the cover art for today's episode is Salvaging Pods by Daniel Gillis. Gillis? Giles? G-I-L-L-E-S? Whatever. Uh, I've got a link in the show notes. Check it out on Reddit. Uh, that shit looks cool. And uh, I hope that that one doesn't end up with Etienne Dorn. Some of you know what I mean. Hopefully all of you. All right. The uh, opening song is uh my mega ship by lc you know full like one and the closing song is for elise by beethoven so check those out when we get to them there's quite uh, a distance between those two songs really isn't there i, I think you know i honestly i think that they're very <laughs> similar i feel they're like both masterpieces uh, yes yeah I, I feel like and also not only are they both masterpieces but i feel like they'll both be even more enjoyed posthumously so I, I think you know that's you got that to look forward to which is nice you know all right so for the intro today we've got happy birthday to elite elite on sunday back in 1984 36 years ago this week elite launched on acorn soft for the uh what acorn and the bbc micro and all that all that jazz so that is legit. Also, I want to make sure that we shout out that we have a new channel in the Elite Week Discord, which you can find in the show notes, at, or you can just go to tinyurl.com forward slash Elite Week Discord. This new channel is a Galnet slash CG channel. It's dedicated just to those. Uh, we've got a dedicated bot that pulls all the Galnet articles, and I post all of the CGs right in there so that it's very very timely and it's one space where you can go and just get that information without being bombarded with anything else so 
it is definitely awesome. Uh, why don't we go ahead and hit the plugs? Previously on Elite Week, Ray, when someone asked. So if you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, you can check us out at youtube.com forward slash Elite Week. If you're watching us on YouTube and would like to know how to catch our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash Elite Week. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at eliteweek3306 at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Elite Week Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash elite week discord where you can check out our community feedback resources on turning the wheel and real-time updates about elite from a variety of content creators in addition to the discord community feedback channel feel free to write in our youtube comments anything about the topic of the week as well as anything else you'd like to share we'd love to hear from you also on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. We record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, midnight UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show. Absolutely. All right. So let's start right off. Let's dive in with uh, an interview with our good friend, LCU No Full Like One. So right off the bat, I have to say, I know, I think, maybe, I could be dead wrong, but the LCU in your name, that comes from Ian M. Banks's... Uh, uh what do you call it uh the 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 what is the name of it not civilization culture 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 series is it? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah i love those books and i you know what i use that naming series for my ships my combat ships are gous for the general offensive units uh rous for the rapid like the uh i've got a anaconda that's like a jumpaconda with weapons that it's a rapid off uh, offensive unit and then you know you use the uh the um what is it uh m for the media uh for the for the medium size and the l limited for the small size i have my my like mining and mission running ships that are 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 one group i've got my combat ships in another group and i've got my exploration ships in a in, a, in yet another group i love i totally totally dig that you're an enm banks fan huh yeah that's right um so I, I named my uh, my commander before we had ship names. Mm. So um, like about two weeks later, they brought in ship names. I was like, oh <laughs> god! But um, yeah, LCU is a designation that my wife assigned to me, um, and it stands for Limited Contact Unit. Yes, I dig that. So you're a small contact ship, basically. <laughs> yeah, limited contact. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh so like like it's funny the people that get that it's like who's gonna hmm who all is gonna get that um I mean obviously I get it you get it we know Elon Musk gets it based on the fact that he's got several of the, the boats and ships that are used to like recover the capsules and the and the uh the rocket stage boosts boosters or whatever there's their names they have names like uh like uh what is it of course, of course I, I still, still love, love you, you. Yeah. 
and only slightly bent and like whatever like they have names from the from you know either player of games or consider flebus or other culture series books i i it's just a thing that so i i know we're supposed to be interviewing you right now but i gotta say for anyone who has not read Ian M. Banks, if you are a sci-fi nut, if you are a space nerd, which if you're playing Elite Dangerous, I hope that you are, uh, <laughs> check out that. Check out his series of books. They're amazing. You will. So unless unless you love Star Trek, in which case they will <laughs> totally ruin Star Trek for you because you'll, you'll be thinking, God, they've got no imagination in Star Trek, have they? It's like, you know. <laughs> Well, everything could be completely different. <laughs> I'm in a weird place with Star Trek, I'll be honest with you. I love Star Trek unabashedly. I am a huge Trekkie fan, but at the same time, other things like The Expanse or whatever that take a, a sort of not whitewashed, uh, a much more sort of real human view of all things sort of, you know, the spectrum of humanity or whatnot, I I love that too, and I feel like this might sound like a cop out to some people, but it's like, por qué no los dos? Why can't I have both? Like sometimes I want to have like the full on gritty, dirty experience of the expanse or whatever, and sometimes I want to have the whole like, no man, we're not racist or sexist, and we don't give a fuck about money, and we're all in it for science. Like I like sometimes you feel like one flavor, and sometimes the other. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get this this train back on the tracks here. You are a member of Canon Interstellar Research Group. Now, why don't for for some people like right now it's it's weird to say like explain to people what that is because duh, everybody that knows elite knows Canon are the science guys. They are the big brains, but the fact of the matter is, is there's a lot of people that are just coming to this game now and will be coming to this game in the future sort of days and weeks and months that are like, wait, what is canon? Is that like a big gun or whatever? Why don't you for, for like the guy who just downloaded Elite today and was like, I'm going to look for a podcast and is a year from now, like randomly pulling up this episode. Why don't you explain to them? what canon interstellar is and some of the history of canon because it's kind of to me maybe the single most important group in the history of elite dangerous wow um <laughs> the, i know i suppose there's quite a lot of a uh, lot of hyperbole there but um you know we we are a very big group of um i think we've we've had something like seven thousand registrations on on the on the web page and um as as you said we're we're kind of all about the all about the science um and the it all started really with the with the with the thargoids and the thargoid probe um and unraveling the the mysteries around that so um because it's a big group of a non-exclusive group as well which means you can be a member of canon even if you're you know in 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 any other um any other group um we kind of leave our tags at the door as it were and, and everyone uh -huh. comes together and um, because we're such a a big group we've we've got all kinds of people um and um it's really about sharing ideas about 
you know how to find things how to solve mysteries so there's not there's not a lot of mystery in the game left to solve um i mean there's there's lots of things where we think there might be something going on but um you know either we haven't found it or we're just chasing after rainbows i don't know um <laughs> but the other the other kind of stuff that we do is is basically cataloging all the stuff in the galaxy um so all the biological stuff and all the um uh geology biology all that kind of thing so that people know um where to find it and part of the work that i do i, I work in the r&d department um is to produce tools which help with that um mm. so I've, I've just been working on something today which um you there's a web web page you enter in the name of a system it then looks up all the information we know about it and it will even it'll show you a graph um which has the range of um temperature and, and gravity within which each of the different types of biology live so you can actually see the planets um on this on this chart within those spaces and the the point of that is is if you go to a system and you see some bio, bio you find some biosignals when you've mapped it or you've, you've found out that someone else has got biosignals um you can then basically go off and look at this this web page and it'll say to you oh it's just going to be bark mounds and you can like i'm not I'm not scanning any more bloody bark mans. And stuff, you know. <laughs> so um, it's, it's doing all kinds of stuff like that. But we're, you know, what we're really hoping is that there'll be some new mysteries happening. Um, and, uh, you yeah, know, we're quite kind of excited about all the new stuff that's going to be coming in, in Odyssey. Absolutely. You guys are going to have to rework a lot of your stuff because it's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's those, you know, three biological sites with bark mounts, but... Oh, there's also this variation of this kind of space cactus over here. And over there, there's a weird fucking lake of some kind of a weird microbiotic fungusy something that's not water, but it's just like a sludge that has filled in this crater and it keeps just sort of slowly expanding or whatever. Like they said that there are going to be life signs that are not even just biological. There's going to be some fauna, but not dogs or dinosaurs or zebras but but like weird fungus or weird anti like weird bacteria or, or or sludges or other things that sort of don't match with like what we normally think of when we think of fauna so you guys are going to be adding all kinds of weird categories to stuff coming up soon that's got to be both daunting and exciting right yeah it's definitely a bit of both I and mean, we're, we're um one of the things that, that we want to know really is whether the biology that we're going to find on the on the planets mm -hmm. is going to be made from um, it's going to be you know like this kind of stuff that we've got now, which is you know there's going to be thousands of planets with one type of biology on it, right? Or whether it's going to be procedurally generated. And I think what what will be exciting is procedurally generated because um, currently. Yeah, you know, the first bark mound has been discovered. The first anemone has been discovered. The first of every kind of biology has been discovered. Sure, there's there's not a lot more to find out there. And we do, um, we do occasionally see new codex entries, maybe one a month, something like that. But it's they're variations on stuff that we've already seen. Mm -hmm. So you know, just different colours. And while it's kind of nice at the beginning to find this stuff. Um, 
it's actually you know once you once you've seen twenty thousand bark mounds, you 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 just don't want to see anymore. <laughs> so having something that's prop gen means that we'll be able to not just catalog stuff, but actually find interesting varieties. Mm. Um, I mean, just give you an example. I mean, something that we've been building into the Canon plugin um, is um, some intelligence that when you go into a system and start scanning the bodies, it tries to find out if there's something interesting about that combination of bodies. So, mm -hmm. for instance, it'll find um, shepherd moons, which is a, a moon that's inside the rings of a of, of a ringed planet. Mm -hmm. um, or the, the, the most fun one that we added recently was collision detection, which was it would look at the orbits and work out if there's a chance that the planets might collide at some point in the future, um, which um is yeah you know, it's it's just really nice to find something that's, that's quite unique um in the galaxy Absolutely. And, and that's what we don't quite get at the moment but if we get procedurally generated biology then you know we may be able to find some plant with eyes or something like that that's not found anywhere else and it can be a new galactic poi or whatever um so that that for me is what's going to be really interesting Absolutely. I, I want to address something that I've seen in the chat here. You know, we record live every Friday night at eight o'clock Eastern uh, midnight UTC starting for, for a two hour show. And we do get people that are in the chat live and, and they have questions or comments or whatever that they make. So we had a comment that was put in there saying something. Let me paraphrase. And this is a thing that I've seen that's fairly common that says like, hey, how much do sort of frontier use canon as like their leak as they're like we're going to give you inside details on this or that and then you're going to sort of pass it along to the community because in the history of elite there's been a lot of things where when something new is introduced some new this some new that sort of canon finds it first and everybody goes oh well frontier told them and i have some experience from talking to different members of Canon where they're like, no man, you don't understand. Like there's formulas for how this works. Like we knew that by doing observations that, oh, you're gonna, so basically Canon members can, the ones that are in the know that have done this stuff, they know upfront sort of not, oh, like they have secret codes that say there's gonna be something here, here and here, but rather they have torn apart the the mechanics the formula for how things work how the proc gen works how the uh stellar forge works and so so you guys will show up and say okay in this kind of a system you'll probably have a bio site on this and this planet in these and these locations like you can literally tell like more or less oh it'll be here here and here on a planet and like ballpark and go but it's not because you got any kind of secret code from frontier you guys just figured this shit out through intensive study right um well i'm not aware of any instance where frontier have actually told told us anything you know other than the kind of stuff that you can anyone can get when they go to you know lavecon or ecm and talk to frontier mm -hmm. but more so you guys have made a detailed sort of a, an art form of studying and breaking down the mechanics for how the universe works so that you 
have a clue. And then on top of that, back in the day, like before the detailed surface surface scanner existed, didn't you guys have your own private proprietary sort of computer program and it would break down like a formula and then you guys had people that you would do like the yogurt flights or whatever where you would have people spaced off at certain intervals and it would track your it would track where you guys were at and you guys would kind of cover the the, the surface of a planet and scan it that way like this is not a situation where you guys were given insider information this is a situation where you guys worked it out sort of with your own wit right yeah so um so we we basically use data from um from edsm edsm and um and, and data that we've gathered ourselves so you talked about um yogurting which is which is something that um or, or beige patrol which is yes. something that used to happen before we had the uh, before we had the FSS. So, um, you know, for instance, barnacles. Um, so we we'd already found a few barnacles. So some were found by chance. Um, so when the first barnacles found, someone had a look and says, "Well, it's found on." I mean, I'm saying this off the top of my head, so it's probably not quite right. But you know, it's a rocky body and it's. Yeah, you know, the temperature ranges between this and this. So what they did is they get get hold of the EDSM data dump um, of all the all the bodies that are known in the galaxy to you know, that have been visited by commanders running the software, um, and they look for other um, they look for other planets with the same characteristics, and then they found some more. Um, and then what we, you know, what they do then is they say, well, okay, there's a little bit of variation, so we start to build up a picture of what the range of these things is. And this is, this is kind of um, what I was doing with the, what I'm doing with this new uh, web page that we built. Um, basically, it looks at all of the data that it knows about everything that we've already found so far, and um, is able to then make some sort of predictions about what might be in a system. Um, so we're, we're kind of automating some of that stuff, which people had to do by hard graft. I think one of the other things you talked about was, um, when everyone lined up now, um, there was a, oh God, what was it called now? Uh, X tool was something that, mm. uh, Commander Saleo of, um, oh God, I forgot. There's a French group. He, and he, he was, he's a member of Canon. Um, and, you know, although we kind of, you know, get the credit for these things, you know, he, he, it's individual commanders, lots of individual commanders mm -hmm. with help from each other and help from the rest of the community as well. So, you know, people who, who make EDSM and all of the other tools out there. Um, anyway, so, so they put together this, this tool, which basically, um, took screenshots while you're flying around the planet's surface and because the screenshots had the uh, coordinates of the uh, on the surface he was able to then create a map of the surface that, that showed exactly where you'd been um so when he was looking for the crashed um thargoid ship that was seen in one of the videos mm -hmm. well, i think it was the second ship um he you know absolutely brilliant guy um you know way way cleverer than anybody i know um he actually was able to identify what planet it was on 
by looking at star maps and and basically um working out the the yeah from the sky box where in the galaxy was and he actually found the planet and he said i think it's this planet and based on the video i think it's going to be you know it's between these two latitude and longitudes Jesus. so we're going to go and search and me and a bunch of other guys we went off searching for this for this ship and uh, and then we had this uh, on his website uh, there was a map of the globe and almost in real time you could see people traveling around it and making sure that we weren't covering the same ground as each other hmm. and uh, and then he found the ship himself uh, which is amazing and then i went and looked at the map and i could see by path i was going straight towards it <laughs> and then for reasons which i do not understand to this day i veered away and went round <laughs> it and literally i would have found it a month earlier if i just kept going in a straight line <laughs> it's just like that's it was that's just... uh, murphy's law right there but you know it's brilliant guy um you know i mean he gets he should get all the credit for for finding it and for doing the work i mean he had he had help from other people as well sure but you know um but it's it's all about you know people who want to share information um want to help each other mm -hmm. and so you know when when we say oh canon's found it well really it's you know usually a small group of people together mm -hmm. working mm -hmm. together who've who found it and um you know um there's there's an awful lot of small groups of people in canon and that's why canon tends to get there first but there are so, lots of lots of really really smart people outside of canon as well and and sure you know we rely on them as well so i, I want to make something very clear there might be people that are listening to this show right now that are saying like oh man i wish i could be a part of canon but you know i'm a hunting trucker like oh i wish i could be a part of canon but you know i'm a i'm a part of the burr pit or oh man canon sounds cool but i'm happy over here being a member of terex or the ployed or whatever group and and like if that's you if you're hearing that and you're saying that boy have i got good news for you because you don't have to leave the burr uh the burr pit you don't have to leave terex you don't have to leave axi or whatever group you're a part of you can remain in your squadron in your group in your whatever and also join the canon discord talk to the people there go into the chat talk to the people say hey i'm interested in taking part you know i have to do sort of burr pit stuff on monday and thursday and saturday but like on tuesday and wednesday and friday man i'd really love to like go scan some planets or i'd like to get involved in a thing and they have massive massive amounts of data and information where it's like oh we've researched this we've researched that here's our research notes here's our whatever and you can go and pick up a mystery or if you have one that already excites you you might study through their their sort of library and go oh this one was figured out already okay but this one over here wasn't yet some people have done some great work with observations up front i have a theory i'm gonna pick up my theory use their observations talk bounce ideas off of these guys and you know put together a small group and go out there and and run it run a uh you know run a, an experiment i'm right now i'm personally sort of involved in a major experiment with the dark wheel with the whole dark wheel initiative and all that stuff and i see people in the chat asking like what can what does canon think about that and whatever and it's like it's an experiment and 
And maybe it turns into something. Maybe it turns into absolutely nothing. But, you know, we won't know until we try. So I'm going to go ahead and I'll, I'll ask. I'll, I will put your question from the chat to uh, our, our good friend and guest LCU. What do you know? What do you personally and what does Canon sort of think about the the experiment per se? Like, I'm not asking to say like, oh, we support it or, uh, you know, whatever. Like, just what do you think? Like as an experiment? I think it's I think it's a worthwhile thing to do. I mean, you know, it's um, even just to see, you know, can it be done? I mean, it's amazing how much progress you've made. Um, you know, people saying, oh, you're going to really struggle to to you know, sort of progress on the BGS front. But, you know, you've managed to, you know, move all those systems and um, and have support from the from the guys who you know, are going to be affected by that. I, I think it's a, an amazing thing that you've done. Um, and, uh, you know, experiments are great. Go for it. You know, that's, uh, it's better to be doing something than nothing. <laughs> right. For sure. And, and the other thing is, of course, negative results are mm. still results. You know, yeah. if something, if something doesn't work, well, then at least, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't worked. It means you won't be having to try it again. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And so all of those people that are interested now can go in the show notes. So whether you're listening to this on the podcast or listening to this, watching this on YouTube, you can go into the show notes and you can pull up the, you know, the information on Canon and you can just talk to someone and say like, hey, I'm interested in joining. Here's sort of my expertise. Here's my interest. Here's, you know, whatever. Do you have an experiment going or can I, you know, I'd like to, to start an experiment or I'd start like to whatever. And there's very nice, very smart people that will probably, if you have eight ideas, <laughs> will probably kind of shoot six of them down with like, well, here's why you don't want to do that because this has already been tested and we got this result or this is whatever. And then on the other two or three that are valid that are like, okay, this is not a, sort of a waste. They'll point you in the right direction and, give you sort of support and help and you can maybe even join up with one of their, their existing projects or whatever and surely coming up in, in in odyssey with all the stuff i know you had to be excited by the planetary tech uh uh dev diary where it showed like lots of stuff because it it really did sort of indicate to me and uh, maybe i'm pie in the sky and seeing too much into it but it really did indicate to me that those those bio sites those fauna and flora and whatever are going to be more on the proxy side than the just you know this planet has x it seemed to me like they're going to have a variety and i'm i think that's super exciting so go to the canon discord talk to them and and you know see about getting involved now i would like to give a recommendation if you're someone who's like hey i might be interested or I might not. I don't even really know yet. This all this sciencey stuff. I don't know if it's for me. I don't know if this. I don't know if that. I have a suggestion for you. Canon has put out the challenge, the Canon challenge, and you can go and literally they've got a detailed map that shows each and every spot along the way, and you can do this now. It's not short. It's not light. It's something to take 
sort of seriously and soberly and decide like, hey, I want to do this because it's like 500,000 light years plus of travel. But you can literally see one of everything, like everything, which is amazing. And to me, that canon challenge, like I am tied right now to the systems that I'm working for the project that the experiment that I'm on. And so it might be a few months before I get some time to break free and go do it. But for sure, I'm going to spend a month or two doing that. And even uh, if you can explain to the people, LCU, like, I think if there's a there's a format where if you validate, take pictures of each of the steps and like take notes of each of the things that you've uncovered and whatever, you can even sort of submit it for some sort of a prize or some sort of to enter into a contest or something. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really uh, we haven't worked out the details quite yet, but I, I think what we need to do, what we need to get is evidence that you've actually visited each of each of everything. So if you can take a screenshot with um you know screenshot with the system name and the the thing that you're looking at in it um or if you're running the canon plugin and you comp comp scan it um we'll get a record of what you've scanned mm. um i would think that's what, a way what, better way like yeah, don't what, don't take pictures don't that's a lot of stuff get the <laughs> canon plugin and just use that because then you're covered right well yeah but, but I mean, what what we what we're really after is for people to write um interesting papers that that we can put on the website which um give a bit more detail than you would get from say something like uh the the wiki mm. um so we're, we're looking for much more information so um <clears throat> Yeah, I, th I think anything that kind of looks sciencey and, and makes an interesting read, um, yeah. If you if you've completed the challenge and you've produced this little paper, then we'll we'll have a look at it and, um, and and we'll see if we can offer up some some sort of prize. I'm not sure not sure how it's going to work out yet because uh, obviously if we get hundreds of people doing it, um, we yeah we we yeah. haven't got unlimited funds. I would like to make a plea to everyone, even if you're not going to do the the, the chant canon challenge, each and every person, it just all I'm asking is this. Do you love Elite Dangerous? If you love Elite Dangerous, go get the canon plugin and run it because you may find something that you don't even think is important. But if you report with the plugin back to them, you know, then they might see it and go, wait, ooh, wait, we saw that plant. That plant only exists, you know, every time we see that plant, we know that there's a guardian site. There's no guardian site that we know of in that area. Let's go search that area because we know now there's something cool there and it might lead to a cool something. So everyone should be running. I mean, obviously not console players. You don't have access to it, but all of the PC commanders should be running the cannon plug it. Well, it does, it does also provide you with a lot of useful stuff so when you enter a system um it'll bring up an, an, a set of icons which will tell you if there's something already been found there um so like biology or you know, um guardian stuff or thargoid stuff mm. um it'll also tell you about the about the the planets so if you've got close planets um trojans uh shepherd moons um you know and your high value planets as well it will tell you that all that stuff is there um 
And the other thing that we've got is is patrols. So we've got a, a little server that's, that sits under my desk, and um, what it does is it listens to the Elite Dangerous Data Network, which uh, is a is a network where a lot of the tools um, basically listen to this, and they get anonymized um, journal entries for things like uh, jumps, um, body scans, and um, also F, uh, FFS, sorry, SAA signal scans. So these are the scans when you scan a body and you find any biology there, there's it, a scan that says there's biology on this planet. So what it does is it is it listens to that and then um, we go through um, a database of the galaxy, cross-reference these against things we've already found. And then what it'll do is it'll say, well, we've seen that there's some biology over at this site some somewhere or other, you know, I don't know, in, in um, Eta Carina. Um, but we don't know what's there because whoever went there it wasn't running the plug-in. So it will say, can you go there and scan it? So if, if you're um, basically this patrol system tells you everything that's interesting with that's close closest to you um, and then sort of sends, sends you off to go and look at it. But it's also... Um, connected to the galactic mapping project as well so mm. you can actually ask it to give you just a patrol of galactic mapping entries so if you're doing that big trip to sagittarius a um as you go along it'll say oh you know there's an interesting nebula 500 light years away or you know there's a there's a colliding planet or something like that and it'll actually direct you to things of interest as you're going on a on a long trip so it's it's yeah, you know, I've, I've made it to be really useful, um, basically. And um, I, I mean, I, I add all these features for me, really, but um, they're, they're, they are quite useful to have. So, yeah, I mean, the only thing, here's, here's my prayer. I pray the next generation consoles, the Xbox Series X or whatever, and the PS5, they're both strong enough and they're both full-on computers that have that sort of capability. I certainly hope that both of them include the ability to run stuff like the Canon plugin, to run other other uh, API things, and to run stuff like Discord or whatever so that all of our brethren in, in the consoles can, can sort of join us in having access to all of this cool shit. So fingers crossed on that. All right. Well, one of the things, one of the things I'd like to to get done at some point is to um, is to have a, a console um, journal reader so that we can at least gather the data from there. Um, but obviously, the real time telling you what's happening is, is is not something we'd be able to do with the consoles. Right on. Well, fingers crossed for for uh, updates on all of that stuff. All right, so let's. Uh, we're we're going to have a link to all of the stuff for Canon, so you can go to their uh, YouTube. You can, yeah, not yeah, well, YouTube and and Twitter and and Discord, and you can get uh, access to you know from their Discord. They'll have all the information for you on the plugin. You can get that and and rock on. All right, so let's let's move on real quick and, and get through some stuff here. We've got the Dark Wheel update. We are 3-0, and oh, three days in, so tomorrow we will sweep uh, our war in Tour de Tani. 
to take control of the system. And we are ready to crash that system and expand out of it ASAP. Uh, hopefully, we are about to land someplace any day now to 5455. This whole pending expansion thing for like, you know, a few years before you finally get the expansion for five days and then live yeah. expansion for another five oh. to seven days every oh. time. Yep. Uh, so. When we, uh, as soon as we expand out of 5455, we've got multiple systems that are ready to expand next that we can just kind of keep it going. Uh, but I really want to, hopefully we can work it out that it's gonna be Tour de Tani because from there we have an interesting jump that we're prepared to do that's gonna head towards live. I can't say where, but we got ideas. Uh, everything is just chugging along. We're you know, we're just owning every system that we go into uh, in 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 rapid succession, and our expansions are just at this point now. We're planning to sort of stay continually in expansion out of one system or another. Um, it's just that good. So let's uh, let's start with Roy. Your thoughts on uh, the Dark Wheel stuff? Uh, as usual, uh, congratulations to everyone. It's uh, going great, and I'm still happy to see that uh, things haven't gotten distracted by all the other awesome stuff going on. It's just uh, good to see. Right on. And Tweet. Yeah, it's just awesome to see such a large group of people all working toward the same goal and staying focused on it, and it's just nothing can stop us. <laughs> All right, and Arson. Uh, you know, the usual good as normal. Uh, happy uh, about the carrier commanders successfully pushing influence in uh, 5455 last week. Right on. And LCU, you've already given us your thoughts on the, the Dark Wheel thing. Hopefully, soon, soon, LCU, we've got, we're going, our plans are that we're going to test Soul. Uh, by Halloween, we plan to test uh, Lave before Thanksgiving, and uh, we're aiming for around New Year's, if not, you know, early into January, trying to test 509. So we're nice. finally getting to the point where, like, we're we're moving so rapidly, we're just spreading in both directions at once because we just have the ability to do that. So we're, you know, fingers crossed on on these, and like you said. And the tests will be, they're guaranteed to be a success because if something happens, that's a success. If nothing happens, that is also a success. That's useful data collected of a sort of a non-positive, you know, response. So either which way, we're, we're, we're going to keep on chugging. It's and all yes. good. I just, I just wanted to ask, have you had any pushback from anyone, like other player groups? A little bit. Uh, we've had a little pushback here and there, and uh, we have just buried them. Uh, if you push at us, you know, you, you throw a punch, we come back with a baseball bat, and we bury you. Now, let me be clear. We are not bullies. Our, our interest is not in pushing around any player groups. We have 100% successfully diplomatic, dip, diplomatized, whatever, our way in any interactions we've had with player groups. We've dealt with the CIA, uh, we've dealt with a couple other groups, and we, so we have a very, very publicly stated goal. We will not come in and shit on somebody in their system. I don't care if you have four people in your player faction 
and we have thousands. We are not interested in doing that. That is not our, we, we don't want to bum out anybody and make their time in the game unfun. We'll work around you if we have to. We'll even move out and move backwards and move a different way. We're not looking to shit on anybody. But we have had people troll us, and those people who troll us, we enjoy destroying them. So is there, is there like an organized group? Like, you know, like you had um, Halt. Uh, the, was it? Hey, hey, yeah. Aegis love Thargoids. Um, they got a group like that that are trying to counter you in a role play no. kind of way. Nope, we have had no successful. We've had no like role play or serious or whatever. We have had uh, on multiple occasions a couple of groups of trolls that are in solo only or private group only that have tried to run it against us, and we just bury them. That's, that's a remarkable achievement, though. I, I'm pretty amazed how, how well you've done. Well, it, and it's it's all thanks to the work of the community. It's not, I am one person in a legion of people that are all just trying something cool. And we are, you know, each and every one of us are equally important in this experiment. So, yeah. All right. So moving along, we have down to earth astronomy did a video starting players mining ship unengineered dolphin 11 minutes long there is a link in the show notes if you are like many of us who have been around for forever and have done the whole pay night thing and if you know then they nerfed it and then we went to ltds and then we and we did subsurface and then they nerfed that we went back to laser mining pay night you're probably like oh okay gag me why the hell would i even whatever it's not for you. This is for all of the new players that are jumping in, that are super excited for the stuff they're seeing and are going, all right, what do I need to do? I need to make some money. Okay, it says here I should go mining. And this little fazzy dolphin, unengineered, you know, whatever, is the perfect tool to get you started and jumpstart your money-making whatever to get you to the point that you can get to the other stuff. Not like us old sort of grizzled veterans who have fully engineered cutters to laser mine pay night. You know, this is for the newer guys and it's cool as shit. It is an awesome guide put out by the best guide maker in elite dangerous down to earth astronomy. My friend and awesome, awesome, awesome person. So check it out if you need it. All right. Operation Ida started repairing on the NMLA stations. So the Neo-Marlinist Liberation uh, Army <clears throat> set fire to all these stations two weeks ago. They burned for a solid two weeks, and we rescued so many people that uh, Galnet News Digest Radio did a, did a study. They literally worked out the surface area of the stations and this that and the other and the estimated populations and said hey we actually rescued more people than could possibly have been on those stations hilarious stuff it's check out always always check out galnet news digest more so now that galnet is popping because they're putting out two or three episodes a week and just masterfully weaving together all these stories with extra bits of information or witticisms that like are are good stuff but anyways the station stopped burning as of a couple days ago, and Operation Ida immediately jumped into action. We have a link in the for their Discord and their website. Operation Ida, they, these are the guys who their logo is We Move Mountains. 
These are the repair guys that are the old hands at leading the effort in repairing all of the stations from back in the day when we had, you know, 50, 60 plus stations at the same time burning and, and destroyed and, and needing repair from all of the heavy Thargoid attacks. Um, huge salute to the Ida guys. They had just recently, within the last month or two, finished all of the repairs for all of the stations and they had a little bit of a break and frontier has said nah get back to work uh here's some stations those are broken and op ida operation ida is uh wow i, I gotta say it right operation ida not ida you gotta say it right operation ida is back into full swing and they are getting it done so big salute to you anyone who's looking to join like i said we've got their discord We've got their website. When you go to their Discord, you can talk to the people in the Ida chat and, and they'll get you started as far as like, okay, here's what you need. Here's the, the spreadsheets. Here's the stuff. And, you know, people are getting carriers. People are, you know, joining in on crews. If you have a carrier, you can dedicate it to the project. If you don't, you could be part of the crew that's helping loading and unloading other carriers. They have bots that sort of tell you what's going where and organize all the shit. You can get involved and you can also be a hero that is helping to get our stations back up and running. All right, let's start with Roy. Your thoughts on the down-to-earth thing and the Ida thing. I was uh, really intrigued with that uh, that dolphin build. Um, you know, I having only played what I guess I'm coming up on nine or ten months now, The a lot of the more dated advice on how to progress through the ships follows you know more traditional routes all routes sort of lead to the cobra mark three and um you know since then obviously um it's it, the, the the economics of how you can make money in the game have changed radically and it's not that i mean yes it's a million credits more but these days what's a million credits right and um it's more capable and it's I'm, i was really surprised seeing that build i i love seeing niche builds and um yeah so kudos to down to Earth Astronomy, love, 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 love his videos. Um, Absolutely. This was, this was a really good one. And, um, and on Operation Ida, just a, just a little additional, uh, mm -hmm. Mueller Terminal is already 90% repaired. Can you fucking believe these Operation Ida guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, I, I haven't gotten involved in that. I did the rescues, and now I'm in the CG and still in BGS, so I haven't tried the repair stuff, but that's another one I need to check off my list, so I'll, I'll be checking that out. Right on, right on. All right, and tweet your thoughts on all of this. Well, I found that Galnet News Digest today that came out today uh, quite fascinating, really. A, a nice little play there that made it sound like the Clone Wars were beginning or maybe the Cylons <laughs> from the newer Battlestar Galacticas were moving in or something. It, it would or, be fun. Or just some imps are overstating their losses on the forum so they can collect their welfare checks. That yeah, could insurance also... money, insurance <laughs> money coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could also be. All yeah. right. And, and that dolphin build, that is very intriguing to me. I didn't see that video, but I'm curious what the cargo is because we typically have guys going to like Diamondback Explorers and stuff like that pretty early on to do their mining. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if it would be better than that. So it's got more max cargo than either the Diamondback or the Cobra Mark III. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. If, if Down to Earth puts it out, I pretty much believe it. So it's because it's got the size. It's because it's got the one size five internal slot. That's that's mm -hmm. the kicker. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. LCU, your thoughts on the Operation Ida activities and the Down to Earth video for beginner miners? Um, well, I'm, I'm going to have to watch it because um, I'm, uh, I'm actually um, one of my alt commanders is uh, for the Mis- Miskatonic University mm. and um, I want to get a, a carrier for it but um, I have yeah, I'd never spend any time making money in the game so all the money I've got is just basically from travelling mm. and um, I, every time I've tried mining I've just got nowhere with it so I'd, I'd be very interested in seeing because I'd, I'd kind of like to make money fast if I could beautiful <laughs> but, uh, Dude, if there's one guy in this game that can tell you how to make money fast, it's down to earth astronomy. Go check out his website, subscribe and click on the little bell thing. So, you know, when, when more stuff is coming out, also do that for us, I guess. Yeah, why not? But, uh, like that way you can get it because he puts out the best money-making guides. All right. Yeah, definitely interesting. I mean, science is expensive, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but actually, most of the time, it's not very expensive. It's, but Thargoid science is definitely expensive. Yeah, that's just got that'll blown run up through. a minute ago. So <laughs> that'll run through holes real fast. All yeah. right. So the, next the Ida stuff, the Ida guys, what they do is amazing as well. I mean, I just wouldn't have the patience for, for doing that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a tremendous achievement. And, uh, you know, what they did you know before when the uh the station manager was siphoning off money as well it was, it was just uh, <laughs> incredible so for those that don't get the reference there was an old joke basically there was a bug or a glitch in the program where when operation well, when anyone but more specifically operation ida was doing the bulk of the heavy lifting when anyone would go to donate stuff to a station like sell it you know but really donate stuff to a station to help repair the stations what would end up happening is there would be and and the joke was the real the the in galaxy joke was oh the zach antonacci and the mob and they've got they've paid off the station managers and they're they're siphoning off a bunch of the resources and sending it to the black market the reality was there was a glitch in the programming where sometimes a hundred percent of what you brought would get counted. Sometimes 50% of what you brought would get counted. Like it was a weird thing where some of it was just getting lost. And so there was tons of times where Operation Ida had to bring, you know, 800,000 uh, tons of something to fix whatever station. And they ended up having to bring one and a half times that because a lot of the stuff they just didn't get credit for which thankfully that has been fixed as far as I know. So I'm sure they're very thankful for that. All right, next up, Ghost Giraffe put out a video, make a request docking button using a stream deck. So this is like an 11 minute video and it's not just that, That's that was the title of the video, but it really shows everything you can do with a stream deck in this game and also other things you can do with macro. So you might not have a stream deck, but maybe you have a Logitech G15 keyboard or uh, this one or that one. Many different keyboards or or, or, or mouse pads or uh, those those uh, touch pads or, or, or different numeric pads that have macro abilities. And this will show you how to make a request docking macro, how to make macros for, you know, launching uh, an SRV or 
how to make macros for all different kinds of stuff. And in addition to that, if you have programmable, like sort of video buttons, the buttons like a stream deck where you hit a button and it can actually like toggle to different things or whatever, you could make a folder for like all of your SRV commands and you hit the folder for the SRV and then it now changes all of your buttons and now you have SRV buttons or etc 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 very very cool shit if you have a stream deck or you have any kind of macro capable device which most people have something whether it's a keyboard or a mouse or a pad of some kind this is a must watch to, to pick up some of the stuff that you can do that you could be like holy shit i didn't know i could do that um let's get Let's get, uh, I'm going to add one more thing, which whatever, and then we'll get everybody's advice or, or, or response on those two. The second one, this is Reddit's 25,000 jump or 2,500 jumps used to make the world or the galaxy's largest penis and elite dangerous. Uh, there's the video or, or sorry, the, the on screen is the, the you, Reddit link. You can click on it and then you can click on the NSF thing and see that somebody sort of drew out a giant galactic penis. But I mean, it's like a cartoon character. It's basically like third grader graffiti, but wasting many, many, many hours to do so uh, using the galaxy map. If it's real, it could also just be whatever. But hey, uh, it is sort of human nature to whenever you get a new can of spray paint, make a penis. Apparently, uh, ask the goons. I don't know. Uh, let's start with Arson. Your thoughts on all of this? I can't keep it in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Moving on to Roy. So um, maybe one thing to mention about that ghost draft video is in addition to being incredibly informative, they've got a shtick with two different personas who are fighting to give you tips. And it's it's pretty funny. Um, oh, his stuff is always like it, it's, it always it's has really that. funny. And um, yeah. And your point about like, I don't have a stream deck. I'm seriously considering one after seeing this. But it's kind of, you know, give me a, a kick in the pants about like, hey, I've got some of these features on some of the things I already have. I should be figuring out how to do these uh, macros with the pauses for some of these these real pet peeves um, as far as having to fish through men, you know fish through a menu to do a docking or launch a fighter. Mm -hmm. I also liked that they they um, uh, it wasn't just hey uh, we bake the cake and it tastes great. It was here's some issues when you try to make a macro with this because of some of the inherent um, you know whether it's lag or other mm -hmm. things in the game and here's where it can fall apart so i really appreciated that piece of it too yeah they um, did here's the cool thing here's why it won't work here's the fix to make it work Ta-da! Yeah, yeah yeah uh as for the other thing I, I mean maybe the alternate title is uh largest uh largest compensation in the galaxy who knows there you go well that guy definitely flies a vet all right uh uh tweaked your thoughts on both well, on the latter, I just, uh, I, I don't know. I guess you give the community of mostly guys probably 
a huge sandbox to play in and it still reverts back to dick jokes it's just it mm-hmm. shows you what guys are at the core it really is mm-hmm. the, the 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 stream deck thing that's another thing that at this point i just assume i'm not going to be able to do on console but my god how much more immersive would that be instead of going through the menus to just hit a button like you're sitting in a cockpit hitting the different buttons for what you got to do would absolutely love that do do because I know you can use keyboards with consoles. Do, none of the keyboards have macro abilities built in. I would think that they I, do. I've never looked into them honestly. I never thought I needed one before, but now that I see this, it's something I'm going to be checking into. That's I sure. I can comment on that actually, and I can't speak for Xbox, but I know that PlayStation Four keyboards, uh, number one, Elite does not support uh, keyboard input at all or binding unfortunately uh on ps4 it's probably the same on xbox uh but on top of that you even have to use older style keyboards that are hardwired and don't have encryption and stuff like that it's a kind of crappy experience for the console players in that regard next gen all right uh lcu your thoughts on big penises and stream decks um, I, I don't really have any thoughts on big penises. Um, obviously, <laughs> man of science and culture, of course, yeah. I get it. I mean, we did we did do that research on the uh, on on the clitoris a while back. I don't know if you saw that one on uh, yes. on the orbital trackers. Got in trouble for that one, but um, uh, stream deck. Uh, it's uh, I, I think it's interesting. I, one things I like to see are these people who make their own button boxes. You know, out of um, you know, sort of great big um, military hardware switches and stuff like that. I'd love to have mm. something like that that, that does stuff. Um, one of my things that I like to do is modify guitars. And um, as I, I decided that I wanted a instead of having lots of different knobs for doing things like changing phase and um, series and parallel wiring, I would just have one big knob. So I found this russian military switch which was like a six pole 12 throw switch and wired everything to that and it was insane Uh, but i'd I'd love to have one of those those big switch boxes with all that military hardware and it'd be amazing fair enough awesome all right so let's see we've got general gaming news i'm gonna throw all of it into one big thing and then we'll get comments because here we're focused on elite we'll talk about other stuff but we're focused on elite first off the 3080 cards came out people were able to get their hands on them and test them and they said they are good but not quite as good as they were hyped up to be but good so i don't know do with that what you will microsoft bought zenimax for seven and a half billion dollars and that yeah you know what that means they figured out another way to sell skyrim yet again this time for seven and a half billion dollars so yeah that's the the company that so so zenimax the guys that own all of the elder scroll stuff the guys that own bethesda and all the fallout stuff and all that shit is now under the microsoft umbrella we will see in maybe three years what that turns into uh and the u.s government after uh shaking down uh tencent uh tiktok and all that crap uh they are now poised to go after the epic game store we will see if they choose to make that step because let me tell you something you start fucking with fortnite and the unreal engine and that that orange man is gonna have a fucking 
just a, a army of 12 year olds coming after him with pitchforks. So that'll be interesting. And no Mansky got sandworms before Star Citizen. Ooh, that burns. Yes, that's right. No Man's Sky released a uh, big old uh, update with all kinds of stuff. And they were like, hey, Elite, we got all kinds of procedurally generated stuff already. And hey, No Man's Sky, or not, sorry. Hey, uh, Star Citizen, we got your sandworms right here. Looks like a barbed penis flying through space, but whatever. Uh, so all of the gaming news that's that's about all we're going to cover it as and uh roy your thoughts uh yeah the the microsoft thing i i don't know if that's good or bad i just wish someone would make you fallout new vegas too oh you're gonna get fallout that was the very first thing that pundits all over the place were talking about like <laughs> fallout new vegas too fallout 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 new vegas too yeah uh Please. arson I, I gave the No Man's Sky update um, a shot. I, there's some neat new stuff, I guess. Uh, unfortunately for me, the performance kind of hit poorly, uh, even though I have a really good rig. Um, the cool thing, though, that I think is, is just the amount of comeback that that company has maintained after their launch. And obviously they are continuing to strive forward with a rate of development that is pretty awesome right on it's not my game but i will say this i think no man's sky had maybe the absolute shittiest launch of absolutely anything ever since the titanic and god damn has hello games just nose to the grindstone for a couple of years pulled it out and put out a good product in the end that so many people like if it's you're not your game it's not your game if you're like, eh, I don't like the flight mechanics, well, you're not going to like that game. But if you are willing to say, I'm in it for something else, I want the Explorer's Paradise and all this stuff, they promised at launch they were going to give you $100 worth of shit, and they give you $4 worth of stuff. Everybody was pissed. But a couple years later, they've now given you like $300 worth of stuff, and you should be happy if that's your bag. LCU, your thoughts on it? Um, I to be honest, I'm just a simple scientist. I don't really understand these things. Fair enough. Tweet your thoughts. Well, I have to give props to the devs of No Man's Sky. I mean, like you said, it started out so bad, and they are certainly trying. They're adding more and more to it, and actually, uh, it, it, it's not like you say. It's not my bag. It's not my type of game, really. I don't like the flight mechanics. The whole the graphics themselves look too cartoony for me i prefer the more realistic simulation that elite dangerous presents but i can't deny the fact that they continually make that game better better and better and i have seen a lot of elite dangerous players go into no man's sky of late so mm -hmm. i'm, I'm I sure mean, they'll come back fun. our way but yeah and, and no. as i've said before when they have success when no man's sky has success and pushes forward that only puts more pressure for elite dangerous and star citizen to do better and better so it's a win absolutely. all the way around absolutely and and i 100 percent agree no man's sky is not my thing it just isn't but i acknowledge that it is a phenomenal game if it's your thing you should definitely go look at some youtube videos and check it out and see the neat stuff that they're doing and running around and if that's your thing 
you should go play it because it's awesome. And it's right now 50% off on the Steam store, which sidebar, I'm going to add something right now to our video game stuff. The fact that it, uh, Tycoon 3, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, is 100% off. It is free on the Epic Game Store. And that's a game that is like, you can get it on Steam right now for like, it's on sale for like 20 bucks, which is awesome. Or you could get it for $0 on the Epic Game Store for like the next week. So if you're listening live, yeah, maybe go check it out. Uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to click on that Epic thing, click the link, quote unquote, put it in your shopping cart, check out. And then if you want to go play it a year from now, boom, you've got it there. And HSC Voice Pack is having the sale. That is absolutely correct, uh, little Ted. So, you know, to all of our people in the chat that are throwing out these awesome game stuff, absolutely thank you. Um, did we cover everybody on their thoughts on game stuff? Anybody have anything they want to add on the shit that I just threw in at the end there? Mm. No. Nope. All right. Beautiful. So, moving along, we've got David Cooper did When Moods Collide at the Dry Owl Awesome. So many people have gone to the Dry Owl Awesome. It's Dry Owl Awesomes and Collection of Wonders are like one and two. And depending on your opinion, depending on your style, I personally think Dry Owl Awesomes is the best system in the game. I think that uh, that Collection of Wonders is the second best. Your mileage may vary. You might flip those, those two around. But most people who have seen them, come around to the fact that these are some of the coolest just natural collections of of wondrous sites in the game and i think david cooper probably used that program that our guest lcu made the 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 when you know the like how you can figure out when wounds are going to collide because he went he landed in his little courier on a moon and then flew around and did all kinds of crazy shit as the moons he was actually on the tail end when they were passing or at least in this video when they were passing through each other so no talk, no explanation, just like eight or nine minutes of him flying around as as the two moons sort of separate as they're like they've done with their kiss. They pass through each other and now they're on their separation sort of uh, uh, phase and, and they're separating from each other. And he's flying around right sort of in the gap between the two uh, and watching it sort of expand out. It's super, super cool. Go check it out. And we've got... From the Reillusion blog, Terjan's Travels. Terjan Starstone, uh, who is, you know, we've friend of the show. We've we've talked about him plenty. He is amazing and we love his stuff. Terjan Travels, he's got that whole series where he does, you know, like the machinima stuff and it, it matches it all up. Terjan, the machine. And uh, Escorbius are the sort of the three faces of Mount Rushmore of doing the uh, uh, sort of machinima fan art, homemade, whatever videos, whatever you want to call it, of uh, Elite Dangerous stuff. And he had a really cool write up in this in this magazine where they talk about how he does what he does. Uh, you know, he uses uh, iClone and Character Creator and he does all kinds of stuff. It is uh super super awesome stuff so go check out that that uh that uh article read it 
And Commander Machine put out a, a, a uh, oh well. Let's first let's let's go with everybody's thoughts on on when moons collide and the Terjan article. Let's start with Roy. Uh, yeah, the 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 moons collide is um, just enthralling. I really enjoyed that. The, the, like it's it's cool as he's chasing into them as they're sort of at a intersection, but when it starts to pull away and he's flying in between them. Mm. stunning stunning yeah. really really cool um yeah looking through this article uh i'm uh thrilled to see um thrilled to see turjan featured and um it's great to it's it's cool to see this sort of behind the scenes stuff and some of these tools they're using i wasn't familiar with these and mm. uh it's kind of shocking what these tools can do these the, the character generation and the face stuff and how realistic they can make things look with these tools it's it's an interesting read if you're into if you're into anything about animation and graphics and stuff. You, you maybe you already know about these, but if you don't, it's a, it's an interesting read. Arson. Pretty much the same thing. Uh, seeing Turgeon get recognized by the manufacturer of the tools he's using and, and highlighted in such a way that's got to be a huge boon. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely proud. The guide he had talking about how the tools worked is amazing. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah, he definitely deserves it. He's he is. They're all great, but uh, just uh, Terjan's my my secret favorite. I'll tell anybody. <laughs> LCU. Uh, I definitely want to see that Terjan thing because um, I'm I'm really interested in doing a bit more video stuff. And uh, something I've, I've wanted to do is to actually be able to to sort of animate the uh, the in-game avatars to to get them to talk and stuff so that that's definitely something you're interested in um on the on the colliding planets i absolutely recommend everyone get on the colliding planet as soon as they can before fdev get rid of them because (laughs) it is just the most fun thing ever um so um back in august um i wrote a little program to go through the 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 galaxy dump from spanch and um identified all these all these uh planets which were gonna collide and uh, there was one that stood out to me which was a pair of gas giants because i'd seen rocky bodies collide before not gas giants so yeah um yeah so we went out there and i had to work out all the maths to to try and figure out are they going to be close enough are they not going to be close enough and and we worked out the date that they were going to collide and then i went on holiday so i couldn't oh. i could you know so i and and it was like is it going to be before i come back or just after you know and and it turned out it was like the day after i got back and um yeah. they they only just grazed each other and but it but it was amazing but um they're going to have a they're going to have a full on collision on the 6th of december this is they're going two gas giants are going to pass through each other on the 6th of December this year. Um, the other the other thing is, um, if you want to go and see some colliding planets, you don't have to go very far. Uh, I found um, a pair of planets which is just, just outside the bubble. Um, the, it's Sinef WHF C0. Um, and it's a, a pair of shepherd moons, so they're like right on the edge of the rip planet rings. And it's a really fascinating system, actually, because there's four um, four planets which are all very, very close to each other, and a, a really dense ring that's so dense it looks like 
bird's eye maple it's just it's just incredible and that collides every eight days yeah um so basically you can go there yeah every eight days and and go and it's just incredible um i went onto the surface on a in, in a an srv and you might have seen it on galnet news mm-hmm. digest and um so drove right up to the edge and sort of like jumped into <laughs> and it looked like i was being like hit by an avalanche <laughs> but then but then you're still riding around on the surface of the planet but you're inside the other one and it's just yeah. weird lattice work it's the whole thing is just incredible it's just one of the great experiences and i you recommend everyone do it you heard it here folks go do it before it gets patched out and it doesn't exist anymore yeah there was there was um, a galactic uh, mapping project Mm-hmm. point of interest called um the sword of damocles and that was a pair of planets that were kind of hanging over each other and very close to touching and they they got edited out so um yeah the you know once these things become well known it's a possibility they'll get rid of them but there are loads of them i mean i've got a massive list to go and visit and also if you go on the canon website do a search for rhubarb and uh, it's got all the maths there for working out you know how close they're going to be and also working out a schedule so um you can have a look at the maths and if you can follow it you'll be able to do the calculations yourself right on tweaked your thoughts yeah the, the colliding planets is just breathtaking really that that whole thing was everybody should go check that out if you can the turgeon stuff how cool for him to be acknowledged like that and i am not at all a tech person when it comes to animation or designing or any of that kind of stuff i really don't get any of it reading that article was a lot over my head but how fascinating it was and and it gives you such an appreciation for what he does and the way he does it and i'm very looking forward to that series I just cracked open a drink that nobody heard because, you know, mute button. Uh, Let's go ahead and settle into a Commander Machine fan-made Odyssey trailer. Let's play this video. It's that good. I want to share it with everybody. Also, there is a link in the show notes. Go to, after the video, after you're done with this, go to the the link. Go uh, subscribe to Commander Machine. subscribe to them and and check out all this stuff because it's awesome roll the footage god damn who's ready for that yeah i'm excited for that take my money yes (laughs) take all of my money space marines it is give me a shotgun and let me squish some bugs all right uh let's just go through real quick roy uh just take my money is that cover the whole thing pretty much yeah that's a great vision love it arson seconded tweet yeah, that, that just looked so cool and, and exciting, and the art looked great, and it just everything about it looked super cool. I'm excited for this. LCU. Oh, sorry. Ah, sorry. No I worries. Couldn't hear you. No worries. What did you think of uh, the video? Good stuff, huh? Yeah, it's great. Right on. All right. Uh, and my comment on it will be, 
go the, it'll be linked in the show notes go to the machines channel subscribe click on the little bell so you know when this new stuff comes out because it is not to be missed let's move on real quick to frontier news all right let's jump right into it let's start with the streams all right so there was a stream on uh super cruise news on monday Art and Steven were racing to rescue passengers while the chat was full up the entire time, pretty much, of people saying, Dev Diary 2, when? So there's that. It was a good, it was a good stream. It was showing the rescues, you know, from the NMLA uh, sites. Thursday, there was a Galactic Intern stream where Steven interned on pvp with the warriors of weird uh, i don't have any comment on that it was it was steven doing pvp it was yes uh all right let's move on to galnet news articles we start off with on uh, September 21st, there were two articles printed. The first was talking about the successful, successful initiatives to produce new starports. Uh, according to uh, Galnet News Digest, we will be getting those on October the 1st. So that will be awesome. Ten new big-ass stations in the galaxy. Um on the same day, they ran an obituary for Prince Harold Duval. That was like a little, it was a little catty. It was a little, you know, eh, the prince he died, and you know he accidentally knocked up a stripper, and right before she OD'd, and he he's got, had his own private health concerns, and he was kind of a waste of space. Ah, but we loved him, so we'll have a big funeral, which is like, wow, just try to be fucking nice, people. God damn. Then uh, on the 24th, there was a Galnet News article about the state funeral held for Prince Harold Duval. All of a sudden, you know, he's not a bad guy. We're going to have a nice big two-week-long funeral for him. And we're going to get all kinds of stuff for him. We're going to get some uh, Lavian brandy and some 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 opals from fucking 400,000 light seconds out. And we're going to get you some some some, you know caviar and shit and whatever so um good articles interesting weaving the storyline together again uh you know so there's there's two storylines sort of there that are covered the first is uh the herod duval thing has you know an article on the 21st and the 24th and then a separate sort of storyline thread is these new you know the the the, the brewer corporation sponsoring sort of these new station upgrades so people can get more tritium more efficiently and whatnot and just changing the face of the galaxy it might not seem like a big deal but when you take talk about 10 systems that you know had little stations that now are going to have big stations that's pretty big that's a pretty big deal uh to me at least um so and then we're going to cover well let's cover it all so then we got community goals there was a community goal that started on Thursday. Uh, we've got a picture up on the screen with detailed information. This one, unlike the other community goals, uh, this one is different because, okay, there's a couple things involved here. 
Number one, it involves rare goods. So you can't just go in your cutter and fill it up with 750 tons of something and back and forth 750 tons at a time, fill up your fleet carrier that's parked 40 feet outside of the station and then just go, okay, I got my 5,000, you know, 50,000 tons. You have to, no, you have to actually go and get, you know, 10 tons of this and 20 tons of that and whatever little by little and collect all the stuff that's important it's different it's 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 a whole different flavor or spice here's what else is important and different the rewards for this one every person who was hearing the sound of my voice even if you don't normally give a shit about cgs give a shit about this one you need to go out and do this one and here's why Three quarters of the new threads of the storyline that Frontier is introducing to the game are involving this sort of group, the Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army, which there's already starting to be some official stuff in Galnet that's like, this is questionable. Is this a thing? Is this a front? Is this a false flag? Is this real? Is this what's on here? Because this doesn't add up, these guys, these Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army. And, you know, stations are being attacked that are imperial stations. And princes and whatever people of note are being whacked that are imperial whatever. All of this shit revolves around Akinar. It revolves around there's either A, a legitimate sort of terrorist slash liberation freedom fighters army, whatever you want to call it, that is going after the Duvals, the Empire royal family either a it's real or b it's a false flag false front shills patsies whatever you want to call it but either which way it's upheaval in the empire for frontier to suddenly say we're going to do a cg and your participation in it is going to get you a permit to akinar that to me screams okay whatever's coming up in the future the next cg or the next part of the story or maybe two or three rungs down the line, but something big is going to happen in Akinar unless you want to be that asshole that's stuck staring outside from the window going like, oh, it looks cool when I watch it on everybody's streams. Get there and get involved in this. Now, there's a lot of us that are like, I already got my Akinar permit. All of us that have succumbed to the allure of the cutter have had our Akinar permits for some time, but there's plenty of people out there in Elite that don't have the cutter yet, that don't have the Akinar rep, get it because you don't want to be left out of what's coming next. And I don't have any information to give you as far as like, oh yeah, it's this or it's that. I'm not saying like, oh, I've got the insider scoop. I'm just saying common sense tells you the storyline is all revolving around Akinar upheaval and Frontier is now suddenly thrown in, oh, here's a permit to Akinar doesn't take a genius to put those two together and say i want to make sure i grab mine on top of that you're talking about a 25 percent. if we can get to the final goal a 25 percent discount on all the empire ships the gudamaya ships so you're talking about you're talking about the cutter you're talking about the clipper you're talking about the courier working it down these are awesome if you talk about a 25%, now you might say like, I already got a cutter. I don't need 25% discount on a cutter. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. 
go buy the new cutter with the 25% discount. Take all the modules you have out of your existing cutter. Sell the existing cutter hull back to the station and put all those modules into the new cutter. Because now every time you get a kill mail, every time you die for whatever reason and you have to replace that cutter, you're now replacing it at a lower rebuy cost because your rebuy cost is factored in off of the amount of the hull and all the modules. If you can save 25% on the hull, that's going to make cutters are expensive. That's going to make your rebuy a good bit cheaper. And over the life of your playing this game, that could be, you know, save you a lot of money down the down the line. So, you know, I don't know. Keep that in mind. Get it. Get involved. This CG is super important. Do not get left out. The last CG, they started on Thursday. It ended on Saturday. And a lot of people were like, uh, I missed it. Well, okay. If you miss this one and you don't take part, then you don't get the stuff. And that would be sad. So don't don't be that guy. Get the stuff. Uh, all right. Tweets. Frontier, they, they, had, they had several tweets, but there's one that I picked out that was sort of important to me. And that is, in the Elite Dangerous Odyssey, you will be able to experience that Neil Armstrong moment as you step foot on planets created in a one-to-one scale replica of the galaxy. The tweet is awesome, and it got a lot of thumbs up, but it kind of goes against the theory of like, oh, maybe they're going to unlock the moon. I, 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 the fact, like, I felt like that theory was stronger before I read this tweet because this tweet is like, you can get the Neil Armstrong moments as you step foot on planets out there. It's not, they, they kind of, I think they're kind of throwing us a hint. I think they're kind of saying, hey guys, don't get your hopes up too much about this moon thing. We're talking about something else. So I just want to help to sort of manage expectations on that. I would still be thrilled for the moon, but if we don't get it, it's a different thing, but it's still a thing. So whatever, let's go through all of that. We'll start with Roy, your thoughts on the streams, the Galnet articles, the community Mm. goal and the tweet. Uh, yeah, I saw the streams. Um, not much to say there. I don't think, uh, the Galnet articles. I'm happy that that's continuing. It's intriguing. Um, I'm still holding out for when does this turn into, uh, and, and I don't, maybe this arc won't, but I'm I'm still yearning for things that we can go track down and explore and hunt down mysteries. Um, maybe it'll evolve into that. We'll see. Um, I'm looking for that. I think um, there will for sure be steps of it that involve that way and steps that don't. Yeah. So the as far as the community goal, uh, so I think someone at Frontier saw some of the complaints after, you know, the thing finished after uh, five minutes. Uh, and people were left with thousands of tons of whatever in, in fleet carriers. That's, you know, first galaxy problem. Um, and, and and someone at Frontier saw that and said, hold my beer. And <laughs> uh, looking at the the progress of it right now, there's 291,000 tons collected. And it's two-thirds of the way to Tier 1. Um, I was just doing some quick math with the ruler on my screen, and I think we're headed towards 10 million tons needed. So we better get at it if we want that top uh, top discount. That's a lot. Yeah. All right. 
Does that cover all your thoughts on the stuff? The tweet. Yeah, what good. about the tweet? Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I agree that 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 seems to take the shine off of the moon. Perhaps we'll see. But uh, yeah, I agree with that. It seems to be leaning in that direction. Arson, your thoughts on the streams, the Galnet, the community goal, and the tweet. Uh, for the tweet, the next one, please be Dev Diary date. Um, the live streams, I only got to see the one. Uh, with the weird warriors or mm -hmm. i forget what they're actually warriors called. of weird yeah mm -hmm. there we go um i get their announcements every monday but for some reason uh you know or whatever day it is sorry but uh that was an all right episode it wasn't terrible thankfully um when they got on on the stream they actually did sparring which i appreciated uh instead of just blowing fdev up repeatedly and being like <laughs> So I, okay. I definitely appreciated that. So that was an all right watch. They do share some decent information. Um, but overall, for, for advanced experienced players, there's not really, unfortunately, a lot of value there. All right. Uh, tweet. Your thoughts yeah. on the streams, the Galnet, the community goal, and this tweet. The streams were basically just streams for the sake of streaming. There was real no information there to speak of per se the galnet stuff i'm loving every night when i do get on i click that galnet button and i check out the new stories and it seems like there's almost a new story every day and it just furthers a couple different threads and i can't wait to see where this is going not sure if we're going to get anything to explore or to go find as much as odyssey is going to do but you never know what this is going to bring the community goals my goodness 25% off a cutter. Absolutely everybody wants that. You take that 25% and then you go to a Liang Ru system and you get another 20% and that rebuy is dirt cheap. Half. Not only that, not only that, but, and, and this will probably go in, in a uh, tip of the week down the line, but I personally make a ship for each role. So yep. right now I have a mining cutter, a laser mining cutter. But I also want a trade cutter, and I mm -hmm. also want a bug hunting cutter. So I'm probably going to buy two cutters out of this deal. Oh, yeah. I When the Golconda, so the last time we had one of these was the Golconda event. After the Golconda event, you could get all the Fetty ships for 25% off. Yep, and I, I bought another vet at that point, too. <laughs> I, bought, I bought five vets, uh, and I literally named them Cheap Vet 1, Cheap Jet Vet 2, Cheap Vet 3, <laughs> Cheap Vet 4. And then I went through... And so I have a Mjolnir, which is my uh, Goid killing my AX vet, uh, which, you know, sometimes it's fun to run a vet for AX stuff. Um, uh, mostly it's fun to run the smaller ships, but sometimes it's, you know, whatever. But anyways, that, uh, you know, was one of the cheap hulls. Uh, the uh, the GOU Ron Burgundy, which is my uh, standard sort of CZ vet, that is, uh, you know, one of the cheap holes. So that, God forbid, if any point I get blowed up, like you said, 20% off Leon Rui, 25% off for that, you, you're getting your hole for half off. It's good. Right. Yep. And and that tweet, I didn't even take it, like, response to the moon stuff as much as I fell for the eye candy, just the, the, the lighting of the distance out there, you know, of, of the horizon and everything. It's just, I so cannot wait to get down on some of those planets. Beautiful. LCU, your thoughts on this this uh, Frontier news? Uh, 
Well, unfortunately, I don't often get time to watch the streams, so I, I didn't see this one. And if I want to see someone play Elite Dangerous badly, I just record my own sessions and watch them. <laughs> um, but uh, the the um, the Galnet news, I, I'm I'm not sure what to do to be honest, because um, I'm I'm a I'm a duke in the Empire, so I should probably go to the funeral. But I'm also an admiral in the Federation, so they probably won't want me there. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. But I do like the idea of um, being able to get um, being able to to get some money off. But I, I don't know if I'll be able to. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to participate in the uh, community goal, unfortunately. Well, I am a king in the Empire, so I will bring you along. I'll put you on as my plus one, so you're fine. You're good. You can come in. That'd be lovely. Thank you. All sorted. My my my. Uh, it's my pleasure to help a man of science. All right. So now let's tackle the newsletter. Newsletter 302 is out, and it actually had good stuff in there. So it covered the CG, which we already covered. It covered the HCS voice pack, Crusoe, from last week. We talked about that. There's a link in the show notes, though, again this week. If you have not checked it out yet, you should, because Eileen Perez is a beautiful human being. We're talking about a NASA scientist that was on the Cassini crew and that has worked with NASA to figure out some of the mysteries of dark matter who is doing detailed extra stuff in her voice pack so it has all the standard shit that all the other ones do where you got you know captain kirk and whatever but on hers she's recording a bunch of extra stuff that's real world science from a nasa from a nasa astrophysicist that will talk about different things and collections of you know how this works and that works in the galaxy this, this shit is the next best thing to having Dr. K in your cockpit, and I strongly su suggest everyone go out and, and get it, or at least look at it and see if it's your bag. If it's not your bag, it's not your bag, but check it out. And it's on sale, I think, right now, so for sure check it out. Um, they talked about the live streams in that newsletter. They talked about the store spotlight showing the Alliance Crusader has a new uh, Crypsis and the paint job and the Imperial Cutter has a synth paint job. Let me tell you something. Uh, that Crypsis paint job, you know, just for my personal aesthetics, doesn't do anything for me. But the Cutter synth paint job looks pretty sharp with the black body and it's got the, 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 the weird sort of, I don't know, light, you know, daughter patterns on the back on the tail there that looks pretty fucking cool I, I think i'm gonna take a closer look at some of those i'm a i love my midnight black paint job but i'm gonna take a look at some of those because they're pretty awesome uh the newsletter covered the the galnet stories the newsletter covered uh this is all newsletter 302 it covered speed bowl 4 which is coming up november 21st and 22nd in the hr 6164 system called the view by commanders uh, speed bowling is awesome there's links to it. You should go check all of that stuff out. Um, and yeah, it's coming up towards the, the, the latter half of November. I can't wait. That's going to be, you know, right before Thanksgiving. Uh, they gave a huge congratulations to the Winged Hussars. The Winged Hussars have become the first squadron to win gold trophy in every single category on the squadron leaderboard. That is fucking amazing. Hats off, big salute, uh, yak shabash. I don't know how to, you know, uh, jindobre. I'm 
very I got very little Polish uh, knowledge, but you know, congrats and big salutes to all y'all crazy poles. Uh, and they talk about a live stream schedule. They put out a list where they say, "Hey, here's some streamers, and you can check them out." And they give love to people, and that's awesome. Uh, we're gonna just start with just uh, your thoughts, Roy. Uh, a couple. I'm gonna bounce around a bit, maybe not hit on everything here, but um, one thing about the paint jobs, I I'm looking at the uh, one of them right now in the store. I um, I always look at these in the store versus delivery, just so you can oh, see yeah. all the angles. Uh, this cutter synth rose is pretty nice. It sort of fades. It's like a gradient yeah. from blue through uh, purple. That that I could see myself picking that I one up. I used to have that on my vet back in the day. Yeah, yeah. That, one, that one's nice. Um, sucker for paint jobs. Love them. I uh, love to support FDev with them too. Um, one one thing I was going to mention, um, just a quick tip on the on the CG. If I could steal a spot for that, uh, I've found, uh, and this was suggested to me. I don't want to take credit for the idea, but hook up a frame wake scanner and go to a thermo where you're handing that stuff in, and there's a giant furball of navy ships and uh, around the the capital yard there. And you can get so much encoded data in so little time. It's like a little side benefit there. So hopefully it helps. Nice. Out. nice. Arson. You're welcome, Roy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, on the, the Wing Tussars, major congratulations to them for getting their gold trophies. Uh, that's really what I'm going to latch to right now. Um, I just want to point out the fact that you can't point anywhere and be like, oh, has anybody won all of them or anything? Frontier is monitoring what we're doing and paying attention and posting, hey, guess what? Somebody did something they've never done before. And and I think that is something that bodes really well for Frontier's participation in our gameplay. So I want to thank them for that. Right on. Tweet. Yeah, as as a leader of a squadron that just won a gold medal, I realize I know how hard it is to win a gold medal and to do it in each category in the same season. That is super impressive. I don't even know how they would go about doing that. Hats off to them. Big salute, LCU. Yeah, that's a, a pretty tremendous achievement. I, I don't know if we've even got any um, rewards at all. Let alone all three. Um, I, I must admit uh, the paint jobs. I, I don't know. I, I really want to see more paint jobs that look like that old sort of nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies science fiction covers. Um, I think that's what I'd want to see. I, I find these sort of um, day glow ones just, just not very good. Um, I thought the uh, the racing ones are fantastic, mm. but. Um, yeah, no, I think I think uh, probably one uh, one of the paint jobs that missed the trick on was that they had one with the checkerboard pattern, and what they should have done they should have done it like yellow, like a yellow cab, like New York cab, because that's what I'd love to see like little New York cabs flying around like in the Fifth Element. They that, did. That was they amazing. did. They did do that paint job with the yellow cab with the black and yellow checker for the dolphin and what was it? The dolphin and the orca. They did those. That was good. Oh, when, when was that then? Is that uh, oh. that's not the recent one, was it? This was. I don't know. I, I think they did it somewhere okay, around yeah. like close to Christmas time because I, I picked it up. 
Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, I picked it up. I picked up a couple of them. They had the black, like the classic sort of British black cabbie one, and then they had the New York. They had the London cabbie and the New York cabbie version, and I got them both because I thought it looked sharp. Yeah. All right. I think some of the uh, some of the flag ones are, are quite good as well because they're not obviously flags. Some of them, um, yeah, you can get. So I, I picked up one flag and it, it looks makes it look like um, the the car from uh, Starsky and Hutch on a on a Viper. It's awesome. Oh yeah. The the, uh, the good thing is, is if you get the Canadian flag one, whenever you fire your lasers, it goes sorry, sorry. Oh please, sorry. <laughs> 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 All right, it's time for Tweaks Tip of the Week. All right, Commanders, we're not going to go as in-depth this week as we did last week, but this is an important one, in my opinion. So, just a little scenario. You just bought your shiny new crate. Mark II, and you A-rated all your modules, and you've got all your materials that you need to do some engineering. You look at your galaxy map, and you say, Ooh, I'm pretty close to D.D. Veteran. I think I'll go uh, engineer my shield boosters right now. Wrong answer. Always the wrong answer. Always engineer your shield generator all the way to grade five. And then do your shield boosters up. And the reason for this is when you're especially building a ship towards combat, pretty much any ship you want to do this, you want your shield resistances thermal around 40 your explosive and your kinetic around 50 percent typically and if you do your shield boosters first and then you do your shield generator it'll mess all those resistances up whereas if you do the shield generator first you can then go and engineer your shield boosters and you can tinker with it to get the numbers that you want so that you don't waste a lot of materials going back and forth trying to figure out what the heck you need to do to get to the right, you know, 40% thermal resistance. I can't tell you how many people have done it the other way and wasted mats and had to go back and forth with it. it this, it's always better. Just make sure you do the shield generator first and then the boosters. Right on. And that is the tip. All right. That's the tip of the week. We got to have a some kind of a sound some bite or whatever for that arson drop some knowledge on us on this whole faction warfare and colonia we, we touched on it a week or two ago and i feel like we got only half the story and you did some digging and, and there's a little more to the story so why don't you explain it yeah so we covered the uh the whole fact that there was uh going to be a shipyard loss in colonia for uh, losing federal and alliance ships in an anarchy system. And when I went and did some research, because it popped back up and got my attention again, uh, what I wound up discovering was that that was a particular piece of propaganda put together by Lorenz Leap Reapers. And it was arguably a really well done, fantastically timed release of propaganda. And... What actually wound up happening uh, when I investigated everything was essentially the uh, the locals that actually live out in Colonia and have lived out there for you know forever uh, basically were fighting against that particular group because they were expansionist expansionist in nature. Uh, so the anarchy faction out there, they knew full well that they were going to lose those ships, but it was a necessary cost. 
to do so because they wanted to push that faction below uh, expansion uh, capabilities, so they had to take control away from it. Uh, so if you are going to go out there and try to fight back, just keep that in mind and make your decisions accordingly. Interesting. It, it it comes to mind. It brings to mind for me. Uh, I've been I've dived back a little bit into the lore and story and sort of how things work in Eve lately, and I'm finding that uh, like the propaganda wars. It's you know the message and you know whatever is is absolute. It 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 it's it it changes things around quite a bit. So it's completely. Um, it's interesting that you know it, it, this comes right at this time because I was just reviewing actually a war in Delve where uh, it was like Fountain and Delve where uh, it was you know Imperium was they had the, they had this massive battle and both sides came out claiming they won and it was super super like hmm. and this sort of reminds me of that sort of spin where you know both sides. Uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll claim, oh, well, you know, it's this way or it's that way. Uh, it And, you know, it's just one of those buyer beware, everybody look into everything and, and decide for yourself, you know, how you, how you want to go with it. Um, hmm. I think we should do a reoccurring thing where we look at some some different uh, different conflicts, and maybe you could maybe you're the person for that uh, uh, arson to like dig into some conflicts and to cover some battle reports or some some kind of, and maybe people can reach out and like post stuff or like, hey man, we had this interesting thing, and you can be a war correspondent and go look into it and post sort of both sides, fair and balanced, whatever, and let people like, oh okay, well I agree with this side, well I agree with that side. I think that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely want to do that kind of thing. I have some database tools planned for it. And if anybody wants to uh, be an informant, let me know. I'm always open. Just throw me a DM on Discord. Right on. All right. So real life science. We're going to hit this quick because we're already running late. We're just overly packed with stuff today. So... A week ago or two, I, I talked to you about the whole thing, the signs of life on Venus, and I kind of tried to explain it well. It was last week. I tried to explain it well, and I think I did a decent job. You know who did it better? Scott Manley. Here's his thing on it. Uh, there's a, you know, why we think phosphine is a sign of life on Venus. There's a YouTube link. It's a cool video. You should go check it out. Um, after that, we have Hillary Swank visits NASA. This is Commander, what's her name, from away. She did an amazing job on that thing, and, and she actually got to go and visit with NASA and see a bunch of the stuff, how they do, the things that they do, and it was very, very, very cool, and I digged it. I thought you might dig it as well. Um, there's a story about the Russian TEM. This is a nuclear-powered electric engine space tug. There's basically, they're making, the, the, the crazy fucking Ruskies are making a spaceship. And uh, it's going to be electric-powered engine and a nuclear, you know, have a nuclear core. Uh, crazy, interesting, awesome-slash-scary stuff. Um, Newsbreak did a story. 
Two huge asteroids the size of the Pyramid of Giza are set to pass by Earth within two weeks. The first one happens today, and the second one happens on the 29th, so in four days. But let me just, it's a cool headline, and it gets your attention. Let me dial it down just a little bit here and tell you that when they say they're passing by Earth, uh, one of them is passing by Earth at the distance of like, eight times the the distance from the earth to the moon that's not super close you know i mean it's close by galactic terms but not super close in in our sort of reckoning and the other one is uh sort of how do i say this it's like uh 12 times 12 to 15 times the distance from the earth to the moon so it's still super, super cool in that it's two big-ass asteroids. And when shit like this comes close, you know, they study stuff and they try to figure stuff out and they take good pictures and, you know, you do science-type shit. And, you know, okay, all right, cool. Um, there's another story. Uh, so the NASA probe, the OSIRIS-REx that we talked about last week and two or three weeks ago and that in October coming up, in, in another like two, three weeks is going to actually have its big um, sort of uh, they've done all the rehearsals. Now they're actually going to land and, and, and collect samples in like five different spots for like five to 10 seconds each. That probe shockingly found bits of Vesta on Bennu. So there's they, they've studied Bennu, the, the, the asteroid that they're out at. They're about to whatever. And as they're going through all the numbers and the data and the pictures and the imagery from the, the, the close flybys where they got within like 20 meters of the damn thing um, and then waved off so that they could make sure they got it absolutely perfect for the little like frog hops that it's going to do. They looked at it and they said, wait, this area right here, this is clearly uh, I don't know how they know, but they know somehow this is clearly stuff from Vesta. And they're like, wow, let's check that out. So interesting stuff all right cool um i wonder if they're gonna try to make one of the drops there so they can pick up something and study a bit of vesta as well that would be interesting to see and discover magazine put out first evidence of a planet in another galaxy this is the first this shit is crazy it wasn't that long ago where scientists were arguing about the existence of exoplanets you know, in other solar systems in our galaxy. And now they've actually been able to determine, oh, hey, we have evidence of a planet in that in that other galaxy, not even here in our galaxy. That's crazy time. All of which super exciting, super interesting. Links are in the show notes. Go check it out. Broaden your horizons and get into the real science that's out there. It's awesome. Arson, we'll start with you. Your thoughts. Wow, we heard it. Okay. The guests, the, the viewers did not, unfortunately. That sucks. Um, Arson claimed that, basically, I'll break it down to you. He explained that once when he was 14, he loved a man, but 
we'll move on. We'll cover it next week. <laughs> bum, Roy, bum. your thoughts on all this science shit? Uh, hopefully, I'm not muted. Um, I, I when I saw that Russian nuclear-powered electric engine space tug, I was like, hell yeah! Like that's like expanse stuff, man. Let's strap a giant nuclear reactor to a uh, like none of these tiny little, you know, uh, uh, thrust the, the the with the force of a breath. Uh, ion thrusters. Let's put a big ass nuclear engine on the back of that thing and crank it up. I'm I'm excited to see that thing go. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> uh, <No>. Tweet. <laughs> yeah, when I read that article about the uh, discovery of the planet in another galaxy, I had to read that a couple times to make sure I was reading it correctly. That is groundbreaking, amazing stuff that we never thought we'd get so soon i guess it seems like to me that we are in a a a new era of space discovery it just seems like there's more and more information coming in at a quicker pace than what i ever remember in my lifetime really Mm. yeah crazy 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 stuff, crazy times, lots, uh, uh, lots of stuff going on. Unfortunately, we cannot get feedback from our local scientist because he had to go deal with child issues. So we wish him well with that. All right. Uh, let's move on to Roy stories. I think it's time to hear from Mac Winston. What do you think, Roy? Yeah, let's uh, let's hear from that, 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 that great story. You ready Cue for that? Cue it up, Arson. Next up in our Inara reading series is Commander Mac Winston with his captain's log. We pick up his story on March 1st, 3302, titled, Fancy Seeing You Here. The Ship in Whirlage Terminal. It has been observed by more people than I can count that if you've been to one starport bar, you've been to them all. The Ship Inn was no exception to this, but after a long day of moving metal, Cal and I desperately needed to get off the ship for a while. The ancient Coriolis didn't have much selection for entertainment, and this bar, complete with a federal corvette motif over the door, had to make do. The beer was at least drinkable. Sadly, being deep in the Federation, there was no sign of any onion head, or anything else more relaxing than beer for that matter. I collapsed into one of the booth seats, with Cal opposite, and took a long pull at my half-liter of dark beer. Cal had a half-liter of black. I don't know how you can drink that stuff, I said in disgust as he took a long gulp. Hey, it's good. You could stand a spoon up in that. My thoughts were suddenly interrupted by a loud female voice from somewhere behind me. Hey, Mac Winston! She shouted. Part of me wanted to run. It was never a good sign when stranger, except, no, she wasn't a stranger. I turned around. It was Kelly Price. A woman who sort of reminded me of Zamina Torval, except unlike Torval, she smiled and almost always wore overalls, and had an evil sense of humor. I had been on the receiving end of her practical jokes, back when I had lived in LHS 331. With her was a casually dressed, gray-haired man of slight build, who must have been at least 130 years old. It looked like a gentle breeze could do him fatal damage. Kelly Price, what are you doing here? I might ask the same about you, young man, Kelly exclaimed. Meet my husband, Jason. Jason, this is an old friend of mine, Mac Winston. Jason sort of nodded slightly and said, 
Pleased to meet you, in a voice that seemed unnaturally deep for such a small man. Can we join you? Of course. Uh, and this is Cal, by the way. Imperial? Kelly interrupted with a wicked smile. Cal looked a little offended. Nothing wrong with that, I trust, he asked. Kelly slapped him on the back. Of course not. I just didn't expect it, that's all. She turned back to me, carelessly putting her pint glass on the table, the beer overtopping slightly and mixing with the sticky sheen the table had already acquired. You left LHS three through one in a hurry. You didn't even say goodbye. Yeah, well, I sort of fell out with the LHS three three one values party after an incident. So it was you, she said with a sly smile. Jason, remember the weapons scandal with the government back in LHS three three one? I guess they made you the scapegoat. Yeah, you could say that. I replied guardedly, not really wanting to expand further. I could just see out the corner of my eye that Cal was giving me a very sharp look that was asking more secrets then. But it really was just an unfortunate set of circumstances born out of my own naivete and a little bit of greed putting me squarely between two executives of the LHS 331 Values Party who were locked in some kind of power struggle. The one who had contracted me to fetch the hand weapons threw me under the bus once he realized the local press were about to find out. I was told to leave LHS 331, otherwise I would find myself in jail for a long time. So I not only did I leave LHS 331, I left the Alliance too, and it headed towards the Empire, with nothing to show for it except a Cobra Mark III and an Alioth permit and a realization that for all the ideals of the Alliance, they were just like everyone else. But this all seemed like ancient history just one year on. So what are you doing in this godforsaken hole? Just passing through? I asked. Kelly hated space travel, and I couldn't imagine she'd become a traitor bringing in metals. Oh, I'm here now. Things got a bit hot for us in LHS 331 as well. We've been here a couple of months now. Uh, business good here? It's excellent. So many new pilots. They will work so cheaply, she said, breaking into a grin. Kelly Price did have a logistics business in Dire Enterprise in LHS 331, where I had been based at the time. Most of what she arranged to be transported was legal, but there were plenty of other things too, from documents, jewelry, illegal narcotics, you name it, she wanted someone to ship it. And by the way... We didn't find you by pure chance, she added, as if she needed to. Oh, yes? Well, the new pilots are good for the common or garden items. But you have something special that needs to be shipped very discreetly. Can't trust a newbie with it. I saw a certain ship dock, a clipper painted as black as space, named the William Frederick McCoy. The skipper being none other than Mac Winston. I looked up who William McCoy was, you know. Rum runner from Old Earth. It would seem you and Cal are very much still in business. I cut to the chase. What is it and how much are you paying? Finish your beers and I'll show you.
All right, so that uh, is leaving it as an interesting place. We'll see after he finishes his beer what she shows him. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. All right, so I have a feeling we're going to hear a couple more from Mac Winston coming up. Interesting stuff. I dig. I love that you get your wife and daughter in on this stuff and, like, yeah, you guys so make it cool. a family project. That's super, super cool. Yeah, yeah it's fun. And the story and is so well, too. Yeah, and the story is super, super, super interesting. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how that all plays out. All right. So next up, we got to keep this moving along. Next up, we've got feedback. We've got a couple of pieces of feedback that we pulled out specifically that we wanted to highlight. Uh, Roy, why don't you go ahead and go with that? Yeah, first one is from uh, Commander Osashes. He says, and this was about locations in Odyssey. As far as locations in Odyssey, there's one thing I would love to see that I haven't seen mentioned by others. I'd love to see the addition of super massive asteroids, either in belts, rings, or preferably both, that have cavernous structures within. Everyone talks about surface mining and mining in caves, myself included, and I think that would be awesome. However, imagine filling up your cargo hold in your cutter with painite, then parking it next to a supermassive asteroid or even landing it on the asteroid surface. Then you depart your ship and EVA as you make your way inside the substructure, caverns of the rock, still in zero G, super low G, as you explore and mine materials with your trusty mining tool and suit flashlight. There could also be the potential for certain hazards like accidentally breaching a pocket of explosive or corrosive gas. Uh, which would be absolutely horrifying in a zero-g environment maybe even one day some hazardous fauna within looking at you minox from star wars or even space worms there's also potential for more organics to analyze using your veggie anal probe tool within possibilities are endless to make this fun challenging and an ultimately rewarding type of gameplay plus it would be cool as shit. i'm gonna say two things right off the bat number one I am not anal probing any vegetables. And number two, <laughs> God damn it, Osashes, is everybody going to get sandworms before Star Citizen? God. <laughs> All right. Roy. All right. Or, sorry, tweak, tweak. Tweak yeah. Yep. Next up, we have a, a, another piece of feedback here that says, hey, guys, what I would like to see with the station interiors is this. The entire station fully mapped out and filled with NPCs, each going about their respective jobs and daily lives. Each station has thousands of citizens doing everyday jobs, maintenance, security, flight control, doctors, teachers, family members, and children of these workers. And all of these people have mapped out everyday routines. If this was fully incorporated, so much gameplay could be embedded in this. The stations will vary depending on controlling faction, their current state, boom, Blight, war, etc., assassination missions, hacking missions, heist missions, kidnapping missions, rescue missions. Not all stations need to have active missions going on. Some might be vanilla and quiet, others might be packed with things going on. Finding and recruiting an NPC crew might be fun too. I'm sure this is too much to ask for, but if they fully flesh out some stations and then they start out a little vanilla and boring, they could add things in and increase complexity in the future. The other thing I would really like to see is realistic gameplay related to gravity or the lack thereof in stations. Doing missions in low or no gravity situations on stations will keep the space sim feel real. I really hope that going to a station in Odyssey 
doesn't mean spawning from my ship to one small common area with one NPC bartender and a couple other commanders jumping up and down in their spacesuits. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Cheers. Right on. That is interesting stuff. So there's a lot to unpack from that one. Um, so, okay. With regard to the second one, that's a lot to ask for. Like, you're a whole Sims thing of all of the, like, you know, with the accountants and janitors and lawyers and doctors and whatever. It's like, whoa, that's crazy deep for these stations are, these stations are like, you know, millions and millions of people. That's crazy, crazy deep. But I dig the idea of sort of programming in some stuff in there of like saying like, Hey, we have procedural generation of, you know, thousands and thousands of houses and and shops and this that and the other and then sort of some random i don't know how to say it other than a lot of filler people a lot of people that are just like they're just randomly sort of proc gen doing their trip of you know i walk to here and then i walk to there and then whatever and then having special target either good guys that you gotta like a sort of a escort quest or a bad guy that you have to you know, bad guys that you have to deal with. I, I I like the idea of some of that. I mean, it's a lot to ask for, but some of it I think is cool. I think it's awesome. Like, yeah, sure. If, if, if you had Star Citizen money and, you know, 20 years to put out a product, okay, yeah. But um, I think the, the key there is going to be to take your brilliant, amazing idea and find some middle ground of, like, what is possible that they can actually put out using their awesome proc gen systems and then like handcrafting bits here and there. Um, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, Roy, why don't you go ahead and read out the review? We had, yeah, a, we got a, yeah. another, uh, iTunes review. This one from Canada. Um, it starts out, um, sorry, but no, I'm kidding. This one's from our great friend, <laughs> Great, great friend Jello Wiggler. He says, uh, "Keep up, um, keep up with the ED universe." That's the title of it. Kai and his co-hosts are an amazing crew. Join them with excellent briefings on what is happening in Elite Dangerous and the ED community. They also touch on real-life space developments and ED-related interviews. If you're wondering what is coming in Elite, this is the place. Entertaining, informative, and approachable. Listen here and join the Discord to say hi and participate. Thank you so, so much, Jello. That's you. super, super awesome. That's yeah, that's cool. lovely. Love we love Jella Wiggler and of course, you know, still again huge salute. We talked about it last week. Jello is the guy who his family, you know, suffered a loss, young Evelyn, um, and Frontier recently put in a station and made it what is it? A Evelyn system. Light. Yeah. A system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a system Evelyn's light. So they named the star, which means that they named the whole system after Evelyn and they put in I don't want to give it away but there's 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 something there they put in a thing there for you to see and to interact with and and it's beautiful and touching and a, and a wonderful wonderful tribute thank you so much for the for the kind words Jello uh, and just know that it is reflected back at you we we everybody here at the uh, elite week crew we love Jello um, all right. 
let's how about guys what do you think let's uh throw out the discussion topics completely and just deal with what we got here in in this let's do that for we can push the other discussion topics back these are sort of good and interesting and so so one the first one with osashis let's talk about the idea of sort of maybe transposing the the concept of like how you do core mining where you have to do a mini game and crack open a core what if you were able to do that instead of in your ship but on foot where it's a sort of a different modified version of that where you land as as he said you land your ship on a big asteroid something like Vespa or Bennu something that's big enough where you can actually land your whole damn ship and get out and then go into some form of a cave or some rock formation, whatever, and you have some some mini game loop there that's meaningful where it's not just point laser at rock collect loot, but more so like something like the subsurface deposits or something like the core mechanics uh mining game where you're you're you know you shoot like a probe and it tells you this is the effectiveness of this sort of hole this deposit this whatever and then you have to go through with charges and too little it's not good too much you you could die but like you have to get it into some sweet spot and and collect like the stuff that i i think that could be very very cool um let's 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 hash it out roy your thoughts I mean, I, I think about the assets that are already in the game. Um, and then, like, where's the gap? What what would still have to be made? They've got asteroid stations. Um, there are um, small outpost stations, like the kind that you'd use a hatchbreaker, limpet, or interacting with data points. Um, they've got uh, those outpost stations, like what's used in CQC, that have interior spaces you fly through. Um, there are Thargoid surface sites um so between those just those three things you know mash together those three things and hang it in space and you've got an interior structure that has things you can interact with um that is sort of a uh asteroid slash rocky motif um that's already in the game and that that just requires sort of putting those three things together so the efforts could just go into what's the gameplay loop uh is it part of a uh, mystery quest is it part of some grand arc um is it is it lesser is it something that's more procedural and it's a uh, you know part of a manual type mining for some super rare material perhaps that's needed in engineering um i i think it's completely possible i mean given how many of those assets are already in the game mm. arson I am definitely fascinated with the possibilities. There is so much that that Frontier can give us access to in space already that the sheer mind-numbingly large amount of potential content is... It's just ridiculous, uh, to be honest. I, I think more than anything, though, um, something that's been on my mind a lot with it lately is... One of the reasons why I like Elite is because when it comes to immersion, I am immersed by traveling through the world that I am in. And, you know, yeah, no, we may not have, uh, you know, ship interiors at launch, but being able to travel through the world on foot is 
the more I think about it, the more anxious I get for it to drop. <laughs> it's it's pretty nuts. Right on. Tweet. Well, the thing with the whole landing on the asteroid to me is it's a great idea and it could be a lot of fun. But the key to it is what am I getting out of it? Am I just getting a lump of painite that I'm going to sell for 900,000 credits a ton? Or is it going to be something a little different? Like like Roy said, maybe a, a large stash of high-grade engineering materials. That would make it worthwhile. Or maybe it's looped into a game a, a mission type where it's like a treasure map and it led you to this place and you get a couple, you know, half mm. a billion credits sitting there or something. And you, who knows what they could do with it. But but I do agree, there's a ton of content and how fun would it be to land on an asteroid and maybe have to go into a little mini cave that's in there and find something that's down in there. It's it, it just To me, I don't want it just to be normal mining I, I don't want it to be LTD. I don't want it to be pain I, I would want it to be something unique and different to that style of gameplay. Yeah, I mean, it could be something along the lines of engineering mats. It could be something along the lines of, here's a data core from somebody that was there, and it has this data that has, like, you know, it's just a small thing, but you scan it, you can take it out, you know, uh, it's you're picking up something the size of an iPhone, but it's got millions of credits of information worth, you know, on it for something or or it has something that leads to something else. It has, you know, I don't know, could be all kinds of stuff. It's 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 very, very cool um, for all of these discussions. I really want to hear other people's thoughts as well. I mean, look, and I'm seeing in the chat and I'm seeing people talk about series when, you know, Phobos and Demos, and it's like, okay, yeah, these are, these are interesting things. I think, I think, I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I, because I, I've talked about it before, I've kind of gotten responses from people that they think that, that in the lore, and I don't know where this is justified exactly, but I would love to see it in the lore um, series. And I think Phobos and Demos, I think the three were actually used to sort of crash into Mars as part of a terraforming thing or something. And, uh, you know, they took the water and, and whatnot. But like, yeah, these all of these things are super interesting. And I love it when I see people in the chat with that, that they have their thoughts. So I'm asking you guys, what do you think about like different things that could be cool about the gameplay loop of landing on an asteroid not necessarily a planet or a moon but an actual asteroid that's a big one something that's a in the dwarf planet range something that is you know series ish in size or or maybe vesta in size or or uh uh bennu in size and finding some gameplay loops there of of trying to mine stuff without like hitting the gas pocket that'll kill you or or you know whatever how getting to crack at certain resources without you know destabilizing the whole thing and, and dying what you know just thoughts tell right in tell us um and the second 
feedback that we got. I'm going to sort of modify that a little. I'm going to say that that let's take part of that story that he had there as far as, you know, that there's this, the stations have this massive network of people and there could be missions in it. And, and, you know, maybe modifying the expectations down just a little to say not, not like, okay, there's millions of people that are actually individually hand programmed with, you know, they do this and that and the other, but more so something with a, you know, modified version of a proc gen system where you have some NPCs that are sort of core that are handcrafted that have a specific whatever that they're doing that are key to the mission and other ones that are sort of just, you know, the background sheep that you kind of have to wade through and or, you know, uh, targets to deal with or whatever. Let's take that idea a little bit, right? And let's mix it with something that I found on Reddit that I thought was interesting. So here's a thought for an interesting update. Hired expeditions, hire crew are kind of not so helpful if you aren't running a full battle station in a combat ship. And in my opinion, more of a credit drain than they are actually useful hirelings. So let's change that. What if we could use them as hired crews and send them on an exploration, mining, trading, or combat missions across the galaxy, exchanging real-time credit and credits, or, or real-time for credits, minus their fee, of course. Uh, here's what I'm thinking. The system would have four main requirements to begin with. You have to have 15 million credits. You must have reached the second rank in any stat, you must have reached grade two access to at least one engineer, and you must have at least one stored ship. So I'm gonna paraphrase, because the guy goes on for a good chunk here. Basically what he's saying is, hey, what if we got our Final Fantasy, uh, what is it, the your adventure company, your group, you know, where you send them out on 18 hour missions and they go out and you know, scavenge stuff and they bring back, you know, whatever resources. Or uh, I think World of Warcraft, you have garrisons, right? What if we had those and and sort of taking that into effect? Also, the idea of what about, you know, in some games and like now in Final Fantasy, you have situations where you can turn your those guys into sort of henchmen and run a dungeon with them. So what if we were to take this idea of these beautifully, you know, filled with tons of people and missions and things to do stations. And we were to add in the the fact that we have expanded crew that we hire as part of this whole expansion, Odyssey. And some of these crew could be henchmen or some of these crew could be, you know, helpers or whatever that, that actually do fit a role of some kind that help out with those missions and or if you're out in, in your, you know, you're not at a station, just having a crew. If you have five or six people that are right on your fleet carrier with you, you can have ships sort of fitted for them and send them out on, okay, here, you got a six hour mission or an 18 hour mission. Go out and collect a fucking bunch of tritium for me, man. I'm tired of mining tritium. And, and, you know, you send out a crew and, and they'll go out and mine some tritium and you know they've got like a combat pilot with them in case a uh you know pirate shows up and you know so you've, they've got their escort and they've got whatever and depending on you can sort of see the way they do it in final fantasy is you can see the parameters like if your skills and like the, the people that are there have the skills of a certain level and your ship 
would be equipped, you know, so like your weaponry or whatever you put with them is of a certain level. You can say, okay, this mission has a, you know, 100% chance of success, or this mission has a 30% chance of success. You're really reaching, you're going hard, or this mission has a 95% chance of success, and you can sort of adjust the parameters of how safe or risky you want to be. You can risk it for the biscuit, or you could be, you know, very conservative with your resources. And you can use, so So there's two ideas here. The one is using sort of your crew, your extended crew and whatever as sort of henchmen to help you out with stuff in, in battles or in, you know, a diplomatic mission or in a, you know, there might be a stealth type mission where, you, you know, you and two other guys, you're tailing somebody, you're tailing a diplomat from Isinor and, and he's walking through the station. You have to try to find where he's going to make the contact and hand off the, you know, whatever data or, or, or drop off money or whatever to somebody. And like your, your, your guys are, you have to be far enough back and have multiple people and switch them out so you don't get caught or whatever. I, I don't know. There's tons of ideas. So, so it's use your guys with you on the footy stuff or use your guys by sending them out on missions for the flying stuff, a la WoW garrisons or a la, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Final Fantasy, you know, grand company, uh, your, your team, your crew. It's a lot there. Let's start with Tweak this time. Tweak, what do you think about all this stuff? Well, on the first part of that, I would say that the, having the whole population of the station the NPCs milling around and stuff. It's not totally unprecedented because, and I'll, again, I seem to reference this game a lot, but in Red Dead Redemption 2, the single mm -hmm. player mode, if you go to a town, say Valentine, for example, and you see some dude, you're there at 10 o'clock in the morning and you see some dude cutting some wood, building the house, you can actually follow him through his day and he'll go, He'll work, do his, you know, he'll work, he'll go to the saloon for some lunch, he'll go back to work, he'll go talk to some people, he'll go back to the saloon for some dinner. You see they have their own lives going on and everything. You can kind of, he'll walk into the haircut place and each one of them seems to do their own thing. So there is some precedent for that kind of thing going on. Okay. I think that's a big ask for for right away on Odyssey oh, yeah. or with the size of these stations and everything. I totally, though, I was sold when he said heist mission. Give me heist missions. I want to steal stuff. That <laughs> sounds like a good time. Hmm. On the uh, the whole co-pilot thing there, our, our uh, squad members, our squad members, I, I keep mine right now simply for, well, earlier tonight, for example, I hopped on and none of my guys were on. We're, we have war in one of our systems. I jumped into a high CZ, just me and my pilot, and cleared out a high CZ with four spec ops wings attacking us and everything and did it easy peasy, just just me and her, you know, and, and that's why I keep her, just for that reason, in case I'm doing it by myself. But if I could send her out to go get tritium for me or, or set her in my Python and say, go to this system and mine pay night for three hours or whatever until you're filled up, that would be so beneficial you know she gets a cut of it but i get a little bit of it too that would be a huge boom to giving a purpose to them 
to, to, to hiring them and keeping them. I just made 12 billion credits after I bought my fleet carrier and didn't touch my pilot one time the whole amount. But she profited. She's probably a billionaire now after all of that. It would be nice for her to go out and earn a little bit of that herself, too. A billion's a lot. All right, Arson, your thoughts? Um, I'm definitely all for the heist mission idea. I love, love the idea of breaking into places and stealing stuff. Uh, Super good stuff. I kind of distracted myself, but... uh, one of the things I want to mention on the crowd tech is if you look at Jurassic World Evolution and Friggity um, Frack, uh, Planet Zoo, both of those games, and Jurassic World Evolution is perhaps maybe a little bit more, more notable to me because they have creatures that break out and kill people, um, but they have massive numbers of people modeled and using metro systems and going to shops and interacting with various things uh, mm-hmm. in those engines. And, you know, I, I remind people about this all the time, but the code refresh that they're doing for Elite brings the technology that they built for other games into Elite. Now, that doesn't mean they can just copy paste crowds. They're still going to have to work to build something specific to Elite. Mm-hmm. But that kind of technology is there. So I, I think we'll definitely see something. Maybe not something as oh, yeah. grandiose, though. Yeah. No. So that was what I was saying. I'm like, I'm not arguing that it's not possible to do crowds. I know Frontier can do crowds. They've done it on multiple platforms. But what I'm saying is in the original sort of email, it was like detailed, specific. Each person has a life. You know, I'm a father of three and an accountant. And it's like, oh, that's a lot to ask. Like, but but crowds. Yes, absolutely. Not not necessarily handcrafted, detailed specifics of each one, but for sure crowd behavior. Yes, you have multiple herds and they interact in all kinds of weird proc chan ways. And then on top of that, you have handcrafted single this is the secretary that has, you know, just uncovered that her boss has built, you know, trillions of credits from the from the Federation. And it's your job to get that information and get it to the, uh, you know, Federation. What is it? The F Federation Internal Security or the FIS or whatever. Like, yeah, that that could be that could be totally, totally cool. Roy, your thoughts on all this? Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what's been said about their ability, FDEV's ability based on other tech they've already developed to do this. And I mean, the fact that Elite Dangerous is basically a, you know, obviously a galaxy-wide procedural generation showcase. Mm. Um, it, how hard would it be to do proc gen on, you know, to, it's to what depth are they going to do it is the question. Yes, there's going to be background crowds and people and things moving around in stations, and that gives them a, an, an impressive canvas to work on. I don't think there's any doubt of that. Um, the question is really asking for content, and mm-hmm. this is a new platform in which to put that content. So it's a question of what fidel- what's the fidelity of the crowd going to be? Um, how much content is going to be pumped into, whether it's bespoke in certain, I don't know, core systems or whatever, or procedurally generated so that no matter where you go, if it's populated, there's certain types of archetypes of people you'd run into or, or missions that might generate. I, I, um, it's hard to say what what level of this we're going to get at the start. I hope we I hope we're pleasantly surprised, but they've obviously got the tools and the platform to do it. Um, 
as far as the the having your crew do other things one other maybe uh, analogous game i was thinking of it's a completely different genre but in frostpunk you can uh, in addition to controlling your population that's huddled around the furnace in the middle of the blizzard um, you can build scout teams and then send them out into the wilderness and uh, have them encounter you know a mine or other resources and then and then th the point is they're they're assets that are controlled executively so you're not walking people around you're mm -hmm. giving them options from a menu and that's kind of how i'd see this too you have a you know whether it's just core to the fleet carrier or it's a module that you know controls the away team and and you give them standardized things to go do in different places go here mine this go here deliver this go buy this thing for me go go uh interact with this npc because i needed to go you know make a presence there to complete a mission i don't know it's um i think that's completely doable as well with the assets that are already in game and i think that would be yeah, there's there's definitely some depth needed with the crew, and if if we're going to see all kinds of people in stations, it'd be funny to have funny not haha, but funny odd to have ways to interact with a bunch of people in a station, but you still got these um, invisible automatons in your fleet carrier that you can't interact with. I, yeah. I yeah, that doesn't see. I, I think that something something would be done there. Okay. So again, I appeal to the crowd. Those of you listening, uh, put it in the comments section after the, the live stream ends. Put it in the comments section on the video. Put it in the Discord, in the community feedback section. Put it in an email that you send to EliteWeek3306 at gmail.com. Get a hold of us and give us your thoughts on the idea of both A, uh, extra sort of things and 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 things you could do with the crew slash things you could do with interactions on a station with massive numbers of npcs and some proc gen system and how like oh if you put this with that that could you know work and 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 you know uh tweaks idea where he's talking about in red dead they basically have a version of the what was that uh not Deadwood. What's the the one that the really good show they did with the the, the, the girl? Like they're all robots. Uh, Westworld. 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 Yeah. yeah, like he, he's talking about Westworld basically, and I'm like, holy shit! You know, that could be that could be cool. Um, tell us your thoughts on that stuff. Tell us your thoughts on the whole going to an asteroid where you actually land on it and go in and go into a cave and try to, or go from rocky outcroppings or whatever and try to uh do different gameplay loops that would be not just point and collect loot but more interesting um tell us what you think i'm super super interested in hearing from people so yeah share your thoughts on those two discussion topics and if you do you will get a chance to hear it read out on the air next week and discussed and picked apart and we can like wow okay that's a cool thought oh, i never thought of that you know so get involved um that's our community questions we've covered that so we're it's time for state of the game uh state of the game all i have to say is it's amazing i'm overwhelmed there's just too much this just too much uh people talk about like man are you playing this game or that game or this other whatever i don't have time man i got time for elite and a little bit of content creation and then it turns into a lot of content creation, which squeezes my elite time. And then I get honoring. I get pissed off because I want to play more elite. 
Uh, it's it's just good. And do not miss your chance. Get in on this community goal. And I'll give you a little hint. The fire opals are eight jumps and like 400,000 light seconds away from the goddamn jumping star. Ignore that shit. The, 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 you know, Kamitra cigars, you only get 10 jumps away. Ignore that shit. The, this one and that one, ignore that shit. Lavian brandy is the way to go. It's the only one that gives you 24 per go. Go fill up on Lavian brandy and take it to the delivery and back and forth and back and forth and do it a lot and get your, let's get us to a full success on the community goal. And let's get us to, you know, uh, everybody get your Akinar permits. Do not miss this. Uh, my buddy, uh, tracks JN tracks last week. He was like, eh, I'll get to it. I'm loading up my carrier with, you know, 14, 16 tons of this, you know, whatever stuff. And I'll get to it on Sunday. And then he logged in on Sunday and the thing was done. And he was a sad panda. Don't be a sad panda. Go get it. Get in before it closes. So even if you just do, you know, three or four runs and say, okay, look, I'm not going to get a chance to really hit it hard until Sunday. But I got three runs in so that if everybody in the Elite Dangerous Universe gets running that Levy and Brandy and they wrap this shit up and they're like, oh, sorry, Saturday night, it's all done. Which I don't think is going to happen. This one's going to be way harder because of the rares. But whatever, if it does happen, you're already at least got some in. So you're like, oh, I'm covered. I'm part of it. I got my rewards going to be coming to me. So don't miss out. Uh, all right. Arson, your thoughts. State of the game. As, as usual, I'm happy. I'm stoked. I am definitely also feeling the content creation uh, time suck, but I have managed to get in uh, and, and get some stuff done. And I've got to really say moving around and seeing the places and interacting with people. Oh my gosh, the community is lit up again, uh, can pretty much go anywhere uh, of note and find people and that is just fantastic and people in general are really positive right now even when they try to kill you and it's fantastic okay uh, Roy so as far as the amount of content that's been created um, I, I will not say it's too much uh, my you know that for me the dream is to have a, a game like this where the creation outpaces my ability to ever get to the end of it yeah, um, you know, like I'd love to be in a situation where, I mean, I'm, I'm imagining this is how it was back in I don't know 2014, 2015 when all sorts of things were getting discovered and it just felt like every week, every day there's something brand new and it's like oh my god how can I get to all this? I'd like to do that again. Um, I, I, the other thing I wanted to say is uh, I wanted to say a big thank you to uh, uh, Arson. He uh, helped me out in a huge way. Uh, yesterday, he ran shotgun on my cutter with over 400 tons of Lavian brandy in open going into the station. Um, so that was a, a huge boon. And also, I wanted to thank him for reminding me that it was his his idea to do the scanning in the in the furball there. I'd forgotten that. So thanks again, both accounts. Yeah, right no on. worries. It was a ton of fun. And I'm actually going to pull out my uh, wake scanner on my little hunting ship here and do some of that right now. Beautiful. Tweaked. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, the galaxy feels alive. Galnet has brought a lot of juice back to the galaxy. It feels like there's things going on out there again. It's it's wonderful. And I would just like to end on saying, you know, if, if there's any commanders out there on Xbox that don't have a squadron and you're looking for one, we are always recruiting. You are always more than welcome to come fly with us. We are a friendly, relaxed squadron, but we're focused. We're in-game. A lot of BGS, we have wars and elections and all kinds of stuff going on. So just if you're if you're looking for a home, Open Pilots Initiative, OPIX for short, we'd love to have you. Right on, man. That's beautiful. I want to say a special thank you to LCU, No Fool Like One, and Canon Interstellar Research uh, for gracing uh, us with his presence today. Uh, we will absolutely, in the show notes, have lots of information for you on Canon. Go and get involved. You don't have to leave your squad. You can just, you know, if you're like, hey, I'm interested in this thing that we do, but I'm also interested in science. I'm interested in discovering the mysteries of the universe. I, I, I highly recommend, because I'm a little biased, that you check out the Dark Wheel Initiative over on the Elite Week Discord and get involved. But uh, also, Canon is amazing. So go and get take part in it because it's very, very cool shit. Guys, it's been fantastic. It's time for us to go. I'm going to sign out with the standard. Be excellent to each other and get that community goal done. Arson, your thoughts? I need my matches. Roy, your goodbye. Stay safe, fly casual. Uh, see, should have gone with sorry. All right, tweet. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show and get that community goal done so we can get that full 25% off from those uh, Gudamaya ships. Hells yes. Arson, play us out.